0: And you're ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. Just as an aside, too, in 1989, Steve Largent became the first Seahawks player to win the Steve Largent Award.
1: I think it was fixed. Is that called patting yourself
2: on the back? Then? <laughs> I guess so. I and mean, he still has the trophy. In your I couldn't think of anybody more deserving. <laughs>
3: All right, everybody, welcome
0: out to The Log Room. It is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Jersey Johnny coming at you. And with me, as always, are none other than Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnuts. Say hello, guys. Howdy. Hello, guys. How the hell are you tonight? Doing okay, I think. You know?
1: Pretty good. Waiting okay. for
2: uh... waiting for the snow again? Waiting for the snow again, More yeah. Snow. Well, we got some coming. We, we've got a little snow happening here right now. Do you?
0: Yeah. Well it's always
2: good. Um, you know, well, it should be it's like winter.
0: seventy-five degrees, like after it snows though out there. So. Yeah,
2: not, that's not nice. this last couple of weeks, man. We've been in a real cold
1: snap here, but I'm, I
2: can't wait for spring to get here. I'm kinda sick with sick of the shit for right now. I'm sure you yep. guys are even more so right now.
1: Hey, Absolutely. look at it this way, at least you're not Texas.
2: This is true. I say that every day, even when there's not a freeze happening. Yeah,
1: I know, but just just one more reason to not be Texas is this well. is true. They're having yeah. worse weather than, they're, yeah, than you. they're having horrible weather. Yeah, it's That's
0: right. I mean, they had, they had, what, three inches of snow, four or five inches of snow in Austin? That was,
2: that's
1: what uh, happens yeah. when Ted Cruz grows a beard. It's like <laughs> so minus, it is. <laughs> minus three degrees in Texas. Minus, minus three degrees. in Texas. Uh, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. sure there's a song in there. Somewhere. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And
0: yesterday, yesterday was in the mid-50s here, and we're getting snow tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I nice. I uh, like how we. Well, it's. I don't think it's going to be as as big as the last storm, although it's no, spread okay. out over a couple of days. But it's nice we had a little bit of a couple of days of melt off. Yeah. To kind of get rid of some of it, so that it can get covered up again.
0: Yeah, most everything is gone. There's a little bit. There's patches here and there, but it's not like it. It's, it's not covering yeah. like it was. So, but craziness. But I mean, one thing that's going to give you spring fever, other than that, is the fact that pitches and catches reported today. Yay! So that's a that's a, a weird day report uh they reported to the to, army they reported to the they reported uh, the, 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 to the to the
2: to the counselor's office
0: <laughs> they they had a report to the uh to the uh yeah guidance counselor that's right they reported uh, to
1: the mess hall for k p <laughs>
0: that's
1: right they reported
0: to the paper on uh yeah so um well they they went down there there's been a couple of uh, people down uh in Florida out in arizona for you know a few days people got there early some people just wanted to you know uh, jumping the bit and uh, getting in a little bit sooner. But, you know, all the pitches and catches are down there now. Uh, we'll talk more about that during uh, uh, Major League Baseball when we get to that section right after our top ten list tonight. But uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, something that happened last week. Uh, something happened down in Florida. Was, uh, something you needed to apologize for, Pete. What, what was that about?
1: Well, that's kind of the question. I mean, it was a story that s- sort of raised and then died. But... Um... might be fun for us to talk about it so uh the old uh tampa bay boat parade oh yes and i don't know if you guys saw the footage of oh, what i'm what i'm calling Bo- boozy Bo- tom well being Bo- a- boat drunk's a different kind of drunk
2: yeah boat but is definitely
1: boozy tom had his sea legs on and and then he got back on land and he needed a little bit of help oh, going he need a lot of help actually. <laughs> which you know what i'm fine with that he if anybody <laughs> yeah. deserves it he does to me that's fun he's just a human being But the trophy toss to the Gronkster, which didn't Gronk break the trophy a few years ago in
0: in New England? He dented
1: the trophy. (laughs) This is nothing compared to what used to
2: happen to the Stanley Cup. How many times has the Stanley Cup been lost? Who knows what's gone on with the Stanley
1: Cup? That's why they don't make any more trophies shaped like a bucket. Well, and and (laughs) listen, uh, look, they didn't. I mean, he caught it, so it was fine. But I was just thinking, like, even if it had fallen to the sea...
3: There are definitely shit. worse
1: things that have happened to the Stanley Cup, and it doesn't even come close to comparing to. I think it was, uh, I think it was was it Real Madrid? Ramos uh, 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 yeah. dropping the cup off the front of the truck. Yeah, uh, the Copa de uh, uh, Copa del Rey, I think. You know, finally getting it back from uh, from Barcelona after like twenty years, and then dropping yeah, it is, off this, the off in front of an open cop bus. Right this under this isn't the wheel. some sort of parliamentary medal that you know. This is. Well, Did that's we get, that's yeah. kind of the question I wanted to ask because uh, it wasn't like they were tossing the Mona Lisa around. No, but whatever her name is, Lorraine Grow, I think, or some somebody Grow, the daughter of the guy who made the trophy, uh, wanted an apology from Tom Brady, and I don't know. I I kind of felt like it's the trophy. How sacred is it? I mean, even Lord Stanley's Cup. You're right; has been abused. But hockey players are mm. all insane anyway. Right. Yeah, if Lord
2: Stanley's never complained or any of his offspring, then uh, Lorraine, whatever, L- L- Lorraine Lombardi trophy, <laughs> third cousin removed, Should shut the fuck up. That's kind of how
1: I felt. I just want to get your uh, opinion on it. You
0: know, I mean, it's it's yeah, you're right. There's no like it's not yeah. like there's a proprietary medal that's being used no. for. I'm
2: sure I'm sure traffic on her, uh, you know. And her yoga instruction classes have gone up since uh, since she's since we now know her name.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe she was. I don't know. Uh, I do, was you, the, do you get stuff for being the daughter of the guy that she's the daughter the of the season? guy or the granddaughter of the guy? I of one or the other, related know. to the guy that created the, the trophy. So third
0: cousin, nine, nine maybe she's, times sometimes removed. Or yeah, no.
1: maybe she's not getting free coffee anymore. Probably not. Need yeah. to boost her name recognition a little bit right, or something. Um, I think the funniest part of that was
0: Brady's daughter screaming, "Daddy, no, no, no!" That was actually pretty funny, but uh, and yeah, just ignoring her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a, you know, it, boozy, wasn't, it was It was just another
1: Tuesday, that's and sure. and he he was in Florida, and he had been drinking, and he was on a boat. Well, so just
0: you know what, and he's I'm not,
1: adopting the lifestyle. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and I don't mean anything by this. I'm really I don't don't take this the wrong way, but it just shows you, like, if you know, when he won his first you know lombardi trophy you know i'm sure he was very careful with it it's like your first kid and your second kid and your third. you know what i mean it's yeah, a, yeah you know but uh i'm sure he was really careful with it this is the seventh you know, whatever here take it you know yeah but just uh throw ahead. here you go <laughs> it was i it was funny there'll be more here take it um but hey you know what whatever It was just uh, it was funny looking at uh, I, that that was one thing but yeah boozy boozy brady coming back on uh
1: I'm sure. And just that the was... smile on his face as he walks in. I don't even think he knew he was smiling. No, <laughs> he, was like... hasn't he was had like He was a drinker guy... in a year and a half. Right. Well, he was like the guy that, like, He gets drunk, he breaks a plate glass window, and he gets arrested, but he forgot what he did. Yeah, he didn't even remember. So he thinks the cops are, like, giving him a ride home. They got him by the arm. He was like your aunt who had You guys are so nice for taking me home. They're taking him to the station. He's like
2: your aunt who had her third Chardonnay (laughs) and never had before. You know what I mean? And she's walking in her heels and her
1: wig falls off. It's just,
2: yeah, good for him. Good yeah,
1: favorite. I I agree. I agree. It was it was funny and it was a human moment. And sure. you know, I'll, again, he he didn't, he didn't will, do any damage. He didn't drive or do right. anything dumb yeah. like that. So no I more. will tell you this, and I, I don't I, from everything that it seems
2: it seems like Tom Brady's teammates like Tom Brady.
0: You think? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And that guy has a way of kind of balancing the line between mentor and teammate. And look, there's talk, there's talk of OBJ going. To, to, yeah, yeah, to I hear that too. you know, maybe he's, he's the like, asshole whisperer, and he
1: can, you know, get these <laughs> fucking idiots to actually well, behave. Listen, winning Tom is Brady, the, great, the asshole the, whisperer. Winning is the great panacea, right? That's right. Shut the fuck up, you. Why to, you know? You come you here, want, shut you the want the a trophy? Then yeah. you shut the hell up and listen to me. Yeah. Well, look, he 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 brought Gronk out of retirement. He he got Leonard Fournette, who was not playing. Yeah. He brought AB came in. AB never said a word. The guy was a saint from the moment he got there. Just mm-hmm. caught a touchdown pass and caught a touchdown pass <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Everybody <laughs> he
0: brought there were and no one was on the team, yeah. you know, in 2019. Everybody he brought there with him or after him were the only ones that scored
2: in the Super Bowl. You know, I, I didn't watch a lot of the footage of this stuff. I, of course, I saw shaky legs Brady. I didn't see Bruce Arians. Was he like in the drunk tank from the night before or what? Was he
1: there? He might have been staying away. He I, might I, have been driving the boat. I didn't see him at all. I, I, yeah, I hope he was. I hope he, he was he, like. He, he might have been driving the boat. That'd be great. And, and teetotaling it. Just going, I'm, I'm going to make sure everyone. I got the boat. Oh, I, gonna... d- I gonna... doubt gonna... that. Well, you know, at least until he docked. Yeah. Well, maybe once the parade over, I, I would yeah. imagine he had a yeah. couple of. Yeah.
2: He looks like he would drive a boat, doesn't he? I think yeah. he has in the past. Probably. Yeah. So, no. you know, prior to. Yeah.
0: Well, he so. did have those two
2: years off. He was so. a tugboat driver before he became offensive coordinator. He's
0: the. He That's where he first
1: met Brady. He was up in
2: Boston.
0: That's right. driving the tugboat. Yeah,
1: He's <laughs> the incredible tugboat driving. That's right. I
2: got to come up the with some rhymes.
1: Incredible tugboat Tug- driving. Tugboat driving. Football, football coaching. Driving. He's football a, thriving. Football thriving. Impossible football coach. There you go. Damn. it. like that.
2: I just I hope there's a movie about him one day. And Jim Gaffigan gets to play him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he fascinates me. I I don't think anybody Bruce really Arians knows or Jim Gaffigan.
2: Well, Bruce Arians, <laughs> because I think we know more about Jim Gaffigan. I don't think anybody really knows anything about Bruce Arians, and probably not. Yeah, I, I
1: think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'd say it's a funny story. He, he, funny, funny to me. Uh, last year, I guess. Last year, I don't know. A couple years ago. Uh, I was at the gym, so before, pre-COVID, and I was on the bike, and they have a bunch of big TVs up that you watch, and uh, no sound, they have music pumping in. But for a brief moment, um, there was a picture of Andy Reid and a close-up of Wilford Brimley on two separate screens at the same moment. That's pretty good. And it was just—it was a perfect. And moment a walrus by... on the third. That's then... <laughs> <Yeah, they laughs> <were, they laughs> <was> The only <laughs> way you could yeah. up on the beach dead. In a the only way you could
2: tell them apart is that one on them had a clipboard the size of an Arby's menu, <laughs> a Denny's menu in front of there. And
1: I was the like, yeah, there's not
0: the Denny's menu on the wall. That's you thought. There's right. a
1: movie to be made there. But right. uh, yeah, it was a beautiful well, moment no, of no more. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. But it was a beautiful <laughs> moment of serendipity. And... Well, maybe
2: <laughs> maybe Andy Reid could become the new face of you know Quaker Oats. Why not? I don't think he's eaten them ever since he was a kid. You know, unless there's Quaker Oats sausage flavored, I don't think.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, listen, too much of anything Quaker is, too much of anything is bad for you. Uh,
2: I, I use Quaker Oats. I, I use it to, you know, make beef up my, uh, you know, bison patties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i put i, put oatmeal I use it as sawdust
2: in my garage when i when
1: hamburgers you know. sausage and peppers pizza you name it yeah. i just add a little quaker oats for you mix, mix some of the uh so, you mix some of the uh quaker oats
0: in with your uh sausage gravy that you put up your biscuits that's it so. <laughs> it's not there a bad idea go. biscuits <laughs> and
3: gravy and oats <laughs>
0: Why the hell not? All uh, right, there we go. And that's football. Go. And that's football. There you go. Well, pretty much. Think, uh, actually. We'll, we'll, I don't think there's anything much going I, on. We, there. Don't so have to... we are a month away or a little less than a month away from, uh, from uh, free agency. So we'll talk more about that as we get closer. I do
2: just it. want to mention one thing. I, for whatever reason, I've been listening to Denver Sports Radio, which usually drives me insane. But there is actually more than one person talking about the potential of Sam Darnold coming to the Broncos. Yeah, That's how that desperate I've, the Broncos are. I've heard that. I've that heard they're it. talking about Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Darnold and who would be better. That's how desperate the Broncos
1: are for a quarterback. Well,
2: maybe but I think
1: to... it's also kind of how desperate sports talk is right now. Well, is True. that – Because I've I, heard every, Sam Darnold going anywhere. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I was just going to say you're absolutely right. It's a testament to the to the uh, um, the state of uh, sports radio right now because there's – you know everybody wants to talk – I was reading something this afternoon. Everybody wants to talk about football. Uh, you got you got a ton of NBA action going on right now. You got pitchers and catchers reporting today, and everybody's still talking football. Well, it's because it, it's, it, it's because <laughs> <including Westbrook, us. laughs>
2: it's because Russell Westbrook spoke up, and the draft projections, and who has draft choices. Who's yeah. look? There's a lot of teams with high draft picks who have shitty quarterbacks, and there's a direct correlation to that. Right. So who who you know who's going to get who, and who has draft picks to trade? Mm-hmm. And um,
1: I, I I
2: think the Jets could get something decent out of if you know if they take a quarterback which they very well may i think they still could get a couple decent draft picks for for sam darnold and he's probably going to battle it out somewhere else with the andy dalton or a teddy bridgewater or uh
1: you know
0: yeah i don't i, I don't know i don't think a lot of this stuff is going to materialize as far as and and who knows maybe it will maybe it won't uh with deshaun watson and uh and Russell uh, uh, Westbrook. Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, yeah, Russell Westbrook is going uh, to be a trend. quarterback in the Seahawks. He'd probably be a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> but uh, in any event, um, I just think that the Jets should probably look, you know, keep their eye on uh, on Zach uh, Wilson. So, huh. but uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 they, cru- we'll cross they, that bridge when it happens. All but... they can do is fuck that up. Yeah, well. Um, but, yeah, I was going to ask you, though, you think that whole Sam Darnold thing with Denver is uh, is the new GM or because uh, isn't isn't Elway
2: still like in love with Drew Locke? I think Elway, Elway has boat legs all the time, by the way, Um <laughs> Elway's like Jordan. He couldn't pick a fucking player to his life depended on it. Uh, Elway needs to just get the fuck out of the way, which is why he hired somebody else to do uh, job. all of this. Right. I think he says that publicly a because he was his pick and B because if they do wind up with him, they don't want him to be, you know, aware that they're looking for another quarterback, but no, nobody here is excited about Drew Locke. And, you know, the Broncos, the Broncos are a franchise that typically do not sit in the gutter for this long. Uh, You know, it wasn't what, six years ago, they won a, a Super Bowl, So, they went from Elway to Peyton Manning with a you know a few distractions along the way, and now they just have not been able to find a quarterback. So the hope and the prayer here in Denver is Russell Westbrook. That's what every Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Russell Westbrook right now in in Denver would that we'll talk about that too would also be a help. All right, but um, that's who the the dream is. But Denver sports fans are just so unrealistic. I mean, I think. We, they've all turned to the Broncos getting a new quarterback because they're just so dismayed without the Rockies <laughs> the ownership there. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's ridiculous, so but they're we'll realistic. I mean, when you listen to some of these guys, they're realistic in, in saying, well, maybe we'll get a Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe we'll get a Sam Darnold. If that's who you're hoping for, then that tells you everything about where Denver stands on Drew Locke. Right. Well, let me ask you. Drew this, Locke you know. is horrible. He's worse than Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, well, that's my point. That's my that's exactly my point. If, if you're talking, if you have Drew Lock, if Drew Lock's your starting quarterback, and you have the prospect of getting either Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Darnold, I know it's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but is no. it going to improve your team? You know, well, the, the Broncos some have degree? some.
1: They
2: have some talent, and the thing is, is that they were the worst offense in the NFL last year, I think. Um, and so, yeah. They, they have enough talent where they obviously need an upgrade at that position. Look, yeah. Drew Locke's one of, the, I think, maybe the only one that I can definitively say I would not want coming to the Giants to replace Daniel Jones. I'd be open to almost any other quarterback in the NFL, including yeah. Sam Darnold. So that tells you where, where they're at. Uh, I, yeah, it's, okay. But but there's been a lot of chatter. Yep. And yeah. um, I think, too, it's just Denver is a market that if you – if you speak up enough and then maybe you at least get into the conversation and other people mention it. Right. So it's, it's it's a marketing game to some degree.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. That makes sense. Well, on that note, why don't we, uh, you know, you mentioned Russell Westbrook and, uh, since he plays basketball, why don't we get into a little uh, basketball chatter right now? Uh, probably a good way since, uh, you know, to get the, uh, <laughs> kick off the show 18 minutes in, why the hell not? So, um, let's uh let's talk uh let's start out with the uh you know wearing the uh knicks uh colors right now uh why don't we why
1: don't we start off with the knickerbockers let's talk talk about the knicks like everyone else (laughs) you know i got it no no i no i just think uh listen the the nets with some good reason are always the redheaded stepchild no
2: Maybe maybe on New York Sports yeah, but
1: there's no 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 on New York Sports, which is what I listen to, and and yeah. here's what I'm saying: nobody talks about the Knicks outside of New York. No, but I'm saying what I what I am exposed to now. They're all in love. Everyone's in love with the Knicks now.
0: Well, I mean, Derek uh,
1: Derek Rose came and they won a couple games over the weekend, and now it's about the playoffs. And the well, Knicks they're in, they're from- in the playoffs, which they're right, now they're brought, the playoffs. right now they're in right. sixth place right now in the East. That that's all it took. For everyone in this town who's who's a professional at this, other than you know John and I, of course, uh, and 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 you uh, on this uh, podcast, everybody is just in love with the Knicks, and it's the Knicks and the Knicks and the nicks Nets. think everybody's oh, yeah. in love with them. I just think. Well, no, no, they to talk about them. They're, 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 that's the there's look, one there's a lot
0: more chatter about the Knicks right everybody's now because of the way them. they're playing and because of the way the team's yeah. coming together. Look, and how great is, it is. And they're playing. And, their, and they're leading by three. They're leading the Magic right now too. But I mean, they're no, they've been playing. Stuff. They've been playing a lot of shitty teams, which is good. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well, but, but I mean, they've been winning those games, which they should be winning. Which look, they should. The Nets. The Nets
2: have won. No, the story four, about the
1: Nets. Four, the Nets have won four more
2: games than the Knicks, and are only behind them by three. And the Knicks are only behind them by three in the loss column. column, yeah. That should be the story of New York. Now, James Harden had a hell of a performance last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the,
1: Net, the Nets. The were... Nets.
2: The Nets have eighty-seven times more talent than the Knicks. The Nets
1: were seven and eleven the other as of a couple of days, I guess uh eight and 11 now or whatever against uh teams with a record under 500 but they have one of the
2: best records with teams with winning teams
1: with winning teams, yeah they really do
2: all all you hear
1: all you hear now is yeah the nets are great they have a lot of offense but they can't play defense now let's talk about the knicks
2: well that's it
0: because i mean right now the knicks have something that the nets don't have and are not going to have anytime soon and that's that they play defense right they're 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 the right now playing the
1: best defense oh, in the come NBA. come on. The, the Nets just signed uh, Andre Robertson. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Instant defense, right? Done. Done. <laughs> that, that points per game's going to drop from 129 to 127.5. The the, the Knicks right now. The, the Nets the, shit, the Nets could have signed Robbie Robertson and no one would give a shit.
2: <laughs> Look, I, I the as as much points as the Nets score, and as exciting as they are, there are moments in those games where it's so fucking boring because it looks like layup drills. Yeah. It just looks like an <laughs> exhibition of European League basketball in the 70s. It's it's just up and down and up and down. And, and yeah, the most dynamic player on the Nets in the last month has been Kyrie when he decides yeah. to play. Yeah. And this is the biggest thing the Nets have to
1: worry about is durability. Well, listen. I Kyrie just uh, went nine for eleven from three point land, and Kyrie's doing great. But then he's doing great. But, uh, but then, here- then he's out, and Durant's out, and they're fragile. Yeah. I'm
2: sick I- of these fucking fragile athletes. Everybody's a fragile athlete in the NBA now.
0: Durant's out for a bunch of games. He, comes you know, back, who hasn't the COVID missed list, and then he, he plays one game, and he's and he's got a a, a hammy. You know yeah, who? Well, hasn't,
2: but- you know who hasn't missed a game this year? James LeBron.
0: Harvard. LeBron. There you go.
2: Yeah.
1: You Although go. I will say this, and um, James Harden, you're probably right. James I was gonna Harden. Say, Harden yeah. I don't think really. i really. I'm starting to think that Steve Nash is a quiet genius. No, he's not. In the, in this respect, not only did he make the brilliant decision to make James Harden the point guard and Kyrie Irving the shooting guard, but that was the only. You know, th-
0: was that his? He did that the easiest
1: decision to me. Hear me out. Hear me out. He did it in a way that he made Kyrie think it was his idea that he came up with on the fly, and well, somebody, he let yeah. Kyrie announce it to the, to right. the press. Uh, that is brilliant, brilliant. Well, it's coach. not
2: that hard. Kyrie thinks the world is
1: flat. So I, I'm obviously being facetious here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's absolutely astounding that they just apparently decided that one day, well, and then hopefully they told Steve Nash, James, uh, James Harden just, has
2: always been one of the best assist guys in the. He's NBA. leading the
1: league in assists, he, and he
2: is a true point guard. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, on this Nets team, he kind of reminds me of like Walt Frazier. The way because he has guys to pass it to now, who could knock this shit down? Well, the Nets, the Nets should be, they should be. I think they will be. I think they'll be the number one seed going into the playoffs in the East. I think they I are, just, without a doubt, the best team in the East. And I think they can
1: beat Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Well, on that I, I just note, wonder maybe. if, if they, if they bothered to tell Steve Nash of that decision, Probably or not. if he just happened to notice it when the next game started,
2: I think they're all like be a, a flying
1: the wall at a practice and see who runs it.
2: It's like, a yoga re, it's like a yoga retreat in big Sur In 1973, nobody gives a shit. Hey, whatever. Steve, Nash, do, do you remember Steve Nash as a player? I mean, You know, I think the Phoenix Suns used to win 168 to 163. You know, he's not there's never going to be a hard nosed defensive style. That was a good day
0: defense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you're absolutely right. And you know what? The Nets are going to win games. But uh, to, to, to Pete's point before, I think that the reason that New York well, look, look, the,
1: the Knicks are New York basketball. and Oh, I, know, talk- I agree. I agree. I, I, I'm being half facetious about right, it. But, right. uh, and, and, but people and, are desperate for the Knicks. Well, but they're, they're also the underdog ever. now.
2: For the first time, they're the underdog, and they're yeah, playing that's well. True. That's and I'll tell true. you what. I'll tell you what. Because I was going in my head. I was like, okay, there's the obvious people that should be at the top of the list for MVP this year. But I, can, I there's two guys who jump to the top of my list who no one ever talks about. Who their team would be nowhere without them, and Julius Randle is one of Absolutely. those players. Randall's playing like crazy right now. Now the ball dies in his hand, and I'm not sure adding another scorer to this Knicks team helps them so much. Right. What he needs is a is a, is a sh- another shooter, a pure shooter. Right. That's you know, but which is why Oladipo would be good because he's also a good defensive player, and I think he would fit in well with the way in which because the, they're kind of running a bit of a. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of old school. It's very Tom Thibodeau. The guy who touches the ball the most is in the is in the post or at least up high, you know, in the high post, uh with the ball in his hand and and I like it. I think Randall's got has to be on the short list of the most improved player this year along with Jeremy Grant
1: on the Pistons. But well, how how do we feel about because they're talking now about uh Randall's potential trade bait? Well, that, that's the other thing.
2: I mean, yeah, you, uh, when when I look at the trade beta here, Randall Knox, N- N- Nerlens, or whatever the hell you say his name. Well, now uh, they need no- they
1: Noel until what's his name? Nerlens Noel
2: can't go anywhere until Mitchell. But but but
1: this but but
2: if the Knicks can get what they want, look, Knox, Frank, Nicolita,
1: all those guys, trade them. Get anything for Knox? Hasn't played. I don't think in four games. Well, those look. Those are the guys they kept out of the Derrick Rose trade right so obviously they value them but a guy like Randall you know he's playing great right now but you just look at what he did last year he did not play great okay so, so they, you have so, to wonder well but but my or point or, is you wonder if that's going to continue not, because we've had
2: such a great streak of of top draft picks so we get another Kevin Knox maybe we could you know i mean new, new york has a problem they don't draft nba players from duke they draft football players from duke so i mean it's just so, I don't so know.
1: If, if the, the The names I hear are obviously Oladipo.
2: And Not Bradley. for Randall. You
1: have to add no. Oladipo to this team
2: already. And, and if whatever they want for Oladipo, look, Depot, you would have to resign him. So you'd have to trade for him and then resign him because his contract's up.
1: Right, on. but but he's the he's the name that I hear people talking about. And I hear Bradley, Oladipo Bradley Beal. and Kyle, Kyle. Kyle. Well, if you can get
2: Bradley Beal without getting rid of Julius Randle? Yeah, I don't know you, if you could then, do that though. Then you do it. Well, then you, then you're not in, you're not ahead, I don't think. You're not ahead. Now, if you can, you know, I think I think Victor Oladipo on this team moves them into the 5th or 6th seed in the East and they could do they could maybe win, you know, a, a series in, in the playoffs. A Bradley Beal, number 1 Bradley Beal has had other players, other all stars in his backcourt with him. Arguably, maybe one of the, you know, with him and John Wall, one of the most talented backcourts in the NBA. Yeah, but, no, but nobody played well but with John they Wall. They can't seem to win games. And my problem is, is Bradley Beal really who you want on this Knicks team? He's not a great defender, he's a great scorer. So, all right, so say you have to get rid of Julius Randle for Bradley Beal. Number one, Randle's only going to go to a team that is on the bubble and is in the playoffs. Washington doesn't need a Randle. They don't want to get rid of, of of Bradley Beal unless they can get a really top-notch draft pick or something else for him right. so that they can clear cap, you know, cap space. I I think Ola is a better fit on this Knicks team. And then I think they're
1: one player away from competing. Now but, but uh, aren't you gonna I mean if you're gonna have to give Oladipo, you might have to give him a max contract. In a year,
2: but yeah, that's okay. Well because
1: he's a he's a free agent after this. Well how old is Ola Depot? He's 28. He's 28. going to be unrestricted free agent after this season. So he's in the prime. He's in his prime. He's, he's younger than prime. He's younger than so Bradley Beal. You're going to give Beal. him a You're going to give him a max contract. Right? And, and what is Bradley Beal?
0: 34. Yeah, he's he up to that old. Though? 34. Yeah.
1: 33, maybe. Yeah. Is he really that old? I didn't think he was I that old. I think so. Maybe I'm confusing him. If, if it. he if he's that old, then forget it. Uh, maybe 32. Oh, on, no, right Bradley Beal is 27. Okay, so he's younger, and than he he's got uh, apparently roughly seventy-two million coming to him over the next two years. He'll be a free agent, unrestricted after twenty-two, twenty-three. So, I mean, look, I, the, I, I still would do Oladipo. I, I, because I, I feel like it.
2: you need more than one. A team with one star right. is the Washington. You're just basically becoming the Washington Wizards. Right. I mean, if you get. Randall is literally the best player on the Knicks
1: by a lot. Yeah, to, to me, that's the difference. Is I, I think you can get Oladipo here
2: and without, keep, giving up Randall. without giving up Randall. I don't I agree. I
1: don't think you can do that with Beal. No, and I, I don't. Think I don't Beal. Think is, you Beal. Beal I, I think he's a better
2: look look. Thursday, are the that you think the Knicks are better without a big man? They have no big men, so you're going to get rid I'm of Julius you, Randall.
1: Between and, Beal and Oladipo, Beal is a better player, of course. But uh, but you but, can't, but you can't Oladipo
2: and Randall are better right. than Bradley Beal and fucking Frank Nicolita and Kevin Knox.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and
2: while Kevin Knox has right. been a bust, and you ha- we, the Knicks have to get rid of him now, while there's still some value for him. Right.
0: Yeah, no I agree. I agree. And I think uh, I think is the way to go with that. Look,
2: you mean forget that, you know, you got Ram- you got uh uh Barrett who now becomes a third option. That's a pretty good lineup. And then I think with with their second string looks really good, especially with Rose coming in off the bench. And then I think they're I think they're one more big man away unless Mitchell Robinson can get, can get healthy and play where he was last year. Cause he had a really good year last year. Right. Well, he's out. Well, yeah. right, so.
0: He had surgery on his hand the other day. He's he's, uh-huh. they say four to six weeks, they say four to six yeah. weeks. Yeah, so, so, so you got like, he's out the rest of the season. It's going right, right, to, right. you know, so, Noel's got to step it up. You know, he's not obviously that entire replacement not anywhere near that entire replacement for Robinson. But-
2: I think, I think Beal is, is too expensive and it puts them too much back in the hole right now. They have the opportunity. And I think they could sign Oladipo and keep some of these other guys. And that's what, you know, that that's the name of the game right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're right. Well, I mean, look like, like you're saying, randomly- plus Oladipo
2: is going to, going to fit into Thibodeau's system better. He's a good defensive player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And your Bill's not. <laughs> so, uh, Randall's just playing lights out, though. I mean, would have 40, uh, 44
2: points the other night. He's playing lights out, but the, the question that you have to ask Randall is that if we get another guy here, are you willing to have five, six, seven less touches and hit the glass harder than you have in the last? You know, that's really the question with Randall. Right now, the one thing I notice watching the Knicks is that their ball movement is not great. They're very efficient. They're very efficient, and 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 they they're shooting okay, and they play good defense, which is what keeps them in the game. But their ball movement is not great. It's a little better with Rose in there and the second string because they can spread it out a little bit more. But it does sort of stick. You know, everybody used to criticize Carmella. Randall's very similar, but I think with an Ola Depot to pass it to, I, I I think it's I think this it fits with this team. Because they're kind of a post pick and roll. I think Oladipo fits in with this.
1: I agree. I agree. Any interest in uh, Andre Drummond?
2: Yeah, but what are you going to pay for him? I feel like he's like this year's boogie cousins. You know, like he, he just, you know, he's like a really nice Kia. I don't want to pay that much for him, <laughs> you know? I don't need a Kia with with no, with. Great analogy, <laughs> you know? he, he, I just i I think, and I also think that he's a missing piece on a on a, a look. I think the Nuggets could use him. I think the Lakers the could use him.
0: dollar Hyundai.
2: Right. I mean, he's 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 a good role player for a team that already has what they're what they're needing as far as right. You know, and I think the Knicks already have players similar to him, especially if Mitchell Robinson comes back healthy. They have that kind of grit already. They they need somebody who can scare the shit out of you from the perimeter. Right. And Andre Drummond's obviously not that. Although not he's bad. a pretty good shooter, but he's he's not going to light it up like that. But well, he's, he's 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 going to be a piece. Well, I mean, if the Clippers can get him, if the I think the, I think especially with Anthony Davis, I think you're going to see him. The Lakers approach him pretty hard. Right. All
1: right, and finally, uh, at least uh, unless there's anybody else you guys are interested in, any interest in Blake Griffin? No. I don't want him. I don't really know what he... He, He's... Doesn't, play, he doesn't play above the rim anymore.
2: Now, remember when Kenyon Martin learned how to play really gritty defense and became like a, a, a good piece? I, I feel like Blake Griffin is Kenyon Martin without the ability to play that kind of team defense. You know... When he could play above the rim, he was fantastic. He might also be one of those guys like a Carmelo on Portland who can come in and, and maybe overperform if 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 he's not required to sort of be a one or a two go-to guy. Right. And you, you could see that in Detroit. I mean, Grant yeah, has if sort if of taken enough, over.
1: Yeah, if you've got enough other options, then he can sort of get lost in the mix and kind of quietly have solid games for you. But if he can play yeah, against might second really string what if you can get him pretty cheap? And if can you can know, get him for cheap,
2: guy,
1: he, yeah, might be you a know. good, uh, you know, good guy coming off the bench for you. Yep, yeah. and, and at this yeah. point, he's probably willing to take any role. He'll, but gets, what does he get? What is he getting what paid the hell out of this? He's, 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 he's getting paid a, a pretty big chunk of change because
2: didn't Detroit didn't take on his contract and wasn't it a long term deal?
0: I, I don't uh, know what he's getting paid, I'm sure I it's believe a lot. It was,
2: yeah got to
0: be a uh, lot I, I think I think all signs money wise even though you've got to get a max contract next year uh fitting in uh to to tip system defense wise I think the best bet hands down above anybody else that is a possibility is is Victor Oladipo yeah and it just and it starts and ends right there and I, I think that's the move that needs to be made and you know get him. they got a lot of drift capital uh move a couple of pieces maybe maybe you can get rid of Knox In the deal, I mean, and you know, and possibly and hopefully keep Randall and uh and make it work. I mean, you know,
1: Griffin,
2: he's he's in the he's in, I think, year four of a five year
1: contract, 36.5 mil this year. Oh, that's that's jump change. Um, next year it'll be 30, basically 39. Uh He'll be 32 years old. After that, he'll be a free. Ne-
2: next next year is the last year of his contract, so he's in the fourth year of a five year contract, 171 million dollar contract. Yeah, so so it's gonna cost. You know, it's I, gonna I, cost I like Blake Griffin. I I, I just again, I'm trying, I'm trying to say, okay, th- this let's try to get a player and then change the personality of the next team, have a shitty season, get a new. The it's Knicks, are, comm- ca- the Knicks are committed it. to Thibodeau, and the, and he has players who have bought into his system. So I think I think a Blake Griffin would do that. I think he's a good role player now. Um, and look, it's going mean, to cost I mean, you
1: almost as much for him as it would for let's say Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, over it. the next couple of years. So yeah, no, you you don't you don't go after. There's the Knicks already have their Blake Griffin, and they, you know it's right. And yeah, unless you, unless you can get Detroit to you know eat some of that contract, but. The guy I want on the Knicks from Detroit is, is Jeremy Grant. That's that's who you – know,
2: he's the difference why – the he's the reason why the Nuggets are performing nowhere near what they did last year.
1: Right. Well, I wanted to bring up a couple other things too, if I may. Sure. Uh, Draymond Green's comments and the practice of sitting players like Blake Griffin and um, Andre Drummond. And anybody else when they are on the block when teams are looking to trade them and they don't want them to play, and Draymond Green said there's an inequity to that, and basically it was it was crap. And I want to get your thoughts on that because it's an interesting it's, situation. It's crap we, with, it's crap
0: with Jam- Draymond.
1: Green. What, what, the, own, what with the what the Jam- No, no. no what Green the owners are crap. doing? What I the? Guess. He said what the owners are, are doing is.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I agree with them, although I have a, I have a hard and fast rule to never fucking listen to Draymond Green. He might be the one NBA player I despise the most in the entire league. Um, but is he no, right about this? Um, I think that it's a business decision. And unfortunately, I think that the owners have a right to do whatever the hell they want to do. And, um, Fair enough. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 the equivalent of some of somebody coming out in his junior year versus his senior year because he doesn't want to threaten getting hurt and his value. Now, granted, that's the player's decision. I think what Draymond's getting at is that the owners are are forcing this and and that it's unfair. And I agree with them, it is unfair. But we've seen this, we see this a lot in, in, in many sports. And um I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. Uh, I don't think this is some sort of the owner's, you know, taking away the player's rights or anything like that. It's just. Well, that,
1: yeah. That's kind of how it's being portrayed as a sign of disrespect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I there is, I mean, we we are seeing now, and maybe we'll probably, I would imagine we'll continue to see, players right forcing their way out right I'm talking about um
2: well you uh, can't have it both ways I guess that's my response to Draymond Green is that is that everybody criticized all of these players who are forcing their way out like Harden and now right. so is it just the players do whatever the fuck they want well that's what it, that's what
0: it's boiling down to Draymond Green's basically yeah. saying yeah, we we're the players we can we can go anywhere we want do whatever we want to do but if you're going to trade us we you know, you're you you can't do this, you can't do that, we still have to have a say. I mean, I don't uh I, I it's like having your cake and eating it too. It's that's it's bullshit. Yeah, exactly.
1: see I I don't like I don't I don't really get the lack of respect angle because to yeah. me uh, how, the player's how, how a how commodity. Much... The player's a commodity. Right. And the, and the they're, team's they're...
0: making the deal and they want the deal to go through. And on the outside shot that the player gets hurt and the deal doesn't happen, then the team is screwed right, for right. that deal. But so my point is, and it's a game. It's not like they're cl- they're sitting them out for a month, you know.
1: Right. Right. It, well, it's... but it's, but also I feel like it's not number one. The sign of respect is the amount of money that you're paying these guys. Right. You're paying somebody twenty million dollars to play right. a game. That's the respect that you're giving them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a, there's there's sitting them long, and saying but, they're not going to get the paid that, for that game. That's right. A different but the story. point that 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 Green is making is like you know if you're whatever, almost any other. Pro- profession and really what it boils down to if you're not under contract yeah and you don't like your job you can up and leave sure. and he but feels you, like but you can if
2: you're under contract
1: right and that's i and, think and where if, his argument and, kind and of falls do, apart
2: if you do you wind up losing money or you wind up getting stuck in a non-compete clause or whatever the whatever other case there might be and, and I they're not really, making 36 million dollars to shoot right 30 right. from
1: the field that's the whole you know, point is they're not making rebounds that rebounds Right. Right. If you're if you're a doctor and you work at Hospital A, you can you could leave and go to Hospital B. And I mentioned there are contracts. I get
2: I get where Draymond's coming from. And there is a long history of disrespect and an uneven playing field when it comes to. But if there's any sport and I think all sports have moved in this way, and I think it's rightfully so that the balance of power now resides, I think, more with the players. Now, maybe Draymond's got a point here, but what is the disrespect of sitting all you're doing is
1: protecting an asset. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what the, you know, uh, again, is probably not going to sit for that long. No. So I, I don't, you know, denying his right to play. I just, I don't, I don't get that. Here's, 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 here's where you, you can have your cake and eat
2: it too. Okay, is that if the coach, if the owners don't require the coach to sit somebody that's on the trading block. Then the, then the coaches can't rest their all-star player when somebody's paying $500 for a courtside seat and then all of a sudden fill-in-the-blank is rested for fucking maintenance control.
1: Well, right. Well, that's – yeah, that's – and that's another part of the argument too right. is that, you know – if these are superstar players or, you know, really good players that you're looking to trade. I don't know. And now you're sitting. We're, we're, that,
2: we're talking about Draymond Green. And that's uh, that. That, well, is, no, that I, is
1: the problem I have with all of
2: this. Is that well, I just for, can't stand that the it's, guy.
1: Forget that it's him that said it. Right. My point is, you know, the issue itself, I think, is is interesting. But I just I don't. You're, you're paying them so much money. And again, you're, you're not talking about sitting the guy down for three months. Yeah. Who knows no, what they're going to do. You well, know? I mean, if it takes you that long well, to take,
0: if it takes if it takes you three months to do a
1: trade, then do a wrong. trade, then you know, <laughs> and and this is one of your better players, and you're sitting him out, then and it, you're obviously you're throwing the season away, and that's a whole other issue in in and of itself.
0: But. If that's the case, then I completely agree with Draymond Green. If right. that's the case, if it's that, yeah, long. like but you should game have or to. two because and, and the deal is getting done. It's
1: not just a, a you know a, a whim or yeah. something like
0: that. That's a different story. That's a completely. But also different in a,
1: story. in other yeah. contract situations or employment situations like you like if you're i'm trying to think what other job you would have a contract with all wow. sorts of jobs right yeah. but i'm saying you wouldn't you wouldn't be trading employees between companies uh-uh. that do the same thing you know that just doesn't happen and outside get, of. and the you next know, you guy know, you're
0: I'm, gonna hire i get too that's you know. yeah all right <laughs> uh, sanitation
1: right sanitation is a great a great uh example right they get sanitation companies get hired by Municipalities, right, to pick up the garbage. So those guys might be under contract. You're you're not going to trade. Well, let's look at it. Trade guys from one truck to well. Let's look at it a little differently.
2: You could have somebody who's under a contract. A company get a merger happens. Okay, they're at the director of something or a VP or whatever the case might be, and their job is now redundant. So. If they are in a contract and they have a non-compete clause, if they decide to leave, then then that company that is absorbing that, you know, has to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna allow you to get out of this, we're gonna give you some sort of deal, or you're gonna stick around for the next four years and work and live and work out your contract. Right. So that protects that employee to some degree in that, okay, I am on I have a contract. So yeah. I can't, you know, walk away from here with nothing and at least i'm walking away with my freedom which i didn't necessarily have if i had an non compete so i think that's probably more of, of what what's going on here it's not like you know, you're going to be sat and then all of a sudden you're going to be on uh online trying to find you know fill out employment uh, forms for uh you know to get unemployment i mean right. it, it, i don't my my violin playing for this is not Uh, uh, it's not very strong. I I get where he's coming from. I'm not saying I disagree with them, but there's a lot of other, if we really want to talk about employment and and unfairness and labor and, and what people are making, then that's a whole other topic. But
1: this this is absolutely ridiculous. But also you're talking about, you did sign the contract. Right. And now you want to break it and yet you want to you know have uh, well he's not the player's not looking to break it the uh,
2: the owners looking No to break
1: but I'm saying in the case of players who want to leave right yeah know, it goes both like, that's
2: why I'm saying it goes both right ways. you're you're
1: you signed a contract as a player and you're forcing your way out of it which now. obviously
2: doesn't mean anything
1: anymore right what did, what did we we you know we're talking about all these quarterbacks
2: all of these quarterbacks that we're talking about are all play players that are under contract that are
1: looking to get out of them yeah
3: yeah,
2: so, so
1: well the pet look, it's uh it's, you can look at the same thing in baseball with salaries and stuff, right? The pendulum swings one way for decades the owners own the players and they make nothing, right? They have to have second jobs and all that, and then slowly it swings in the other direction and the players get more control and the union gets stronger, and then they're making, you know, thirty right. th- forty five million, million dollars a I, year. I think the owners are trying to get back a little bit
2: of of equity in the situation. And I don't, I think it's a lost cause. I, I think we're just going, I think unless contracts have some more teeth to them, I do not think you're going to, I think it's a one, two, three. If I was an owner, I would not sign anybody to more than a, a three year contract because even if I have them long-term, they're going to be so unhappy that I'm going to get fucking nothing for them. Right, it right. all start. it all started with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That's where it, it all, all started. started
1: with Ryan Leaf.
2: Well, <laughs> that oh, I was did. that. the Chargers were really happy to get out of that contract. Right. Yeah, but no, I mean it. It started with with the fact you know, and, and look, it's happening again. When when a, when a player wants to go somewhere else, they're going to go. It might not be exactly where they want to go, but for for the top fifty players in the NBA right now, forty players in the NBA, wherever they want to go, they're going to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's that sample. All right know Get anyway, uh,
0: let's uh, getting back to the uh, getting back to the Knicks uh, just to finish that up. I just wanted to have um, a couple of uh, comments that we're on. Uh, we're we're going around on a couple of the uh, groups and uh, you know uh, some of the uh, pundits on uh, radio and TV and that. Um, <clears throat> kind of back to your original point there, Pete, with the uh, with the Nets being a red head stepchild, but the Knicks getting all the press right now because of what they're doing, but rightfully so though. I mean, they're exceeding expectations right now.
2: You know, they're, they're, they, they were not, do, do you guys watch SportsCenter? Do you guys watch? I mean, no, I don't watch SportsCenter. No. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks are an afterthought. The Nets are everywhere. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. I, I don't Nationally, the, the Nets, Nets get
2: oh, eight, yeah. eight times more coverage than the Knicks. Oh yeah. No,
1: I, I agree. Well, I, right. But they well, should. I mean, they have three of the biggest stars in the game.
0: Once, once, once in a blue moon, I'll have ESPN on, but I watch, I watch more local uh,
1: SNY, yeah. um, yeah, and, listen to uh, more I'm local stuff.
0: MLB Network, the NFL Network. and,
1: stuff and I, Look, but, I'm, I'm being half facetious anyway, but, you know. But, you uh, know, I know. you. Are. When I, when I you say, are. look, I'm, I'm just going to not bother. I'm going to watch the games, but I'm not going to listen to sports radio or nothing local until the end of the season because it's just going to be all Knicks from now yeah. on. Well, look, look, the Knicks are down
2: by six, and the only person with the plus anything other than Taj Gibson
1: is Julius Randle. Julius Randle. He's got 21 points. Right
2: He's now. 21 points at plus six. Everybody else is
1: in the negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you better hope Todd Gibson does something. He's well, <laughs> he's their not, big man, one of their big men for the next six weeks.
2: Well, yeah, he's he's played nine minutes already, which is I think double what he's played all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's
0: got two it's, points. It. But um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're the the team's buying in. Uh, and Tibbs deep, t- Tibbs defensive, uh, you know, and his his game
1: plan. But how far doing. can it go? That's uh, well, the problem with well, the time. You, oh, know, well, let me, you let me, know Let me. Let you me. Know, well, well no, because that's a great. That's a. That's a. That's like okay. As a Knicks fan. Well, you guys are both Knicks fans, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. So not. as <laughs> you're not okay. So yes, as I am. Okay. yes, you are. Well, you mean you're just wearing the jersey. So I know, yeah, yeah. You're. You're today. You are well, as it's Knicks the first fans. Basketball ones. What I, I mean, we talked too. about this last week. But what is it you guys want? Do you want to make some moves, whatever they are, and. Try and get you know a win maybe in the first round of the playoffs. Do you want to go with this young team? You've got Derrick Rose. Let this play out. See what develops. De- Derrick you know, Rose. You...
2: Derrick Rose isn't after that. is an afterthought. Derrick Rose coming off the bench. He's okay. going to give you ten points
1: a game. He's going to. But I'm saying Rose... he's a move that they made. Okay, yeah. and and it was a, team, it was a cheap team. Good move. Right. He made the team better to whatever degree. Right. right. But and, and as uh, Knicks fans, what do you want here? Do you want to see what develops this season? Or do you want to maybe like trade some of these pieces and try and bring in a bigger name to help you get a I little bit of a I would farther. like
0: to trade are Knox, a and, uh, and bit a draft pick or two. Right, every get piece of dreck on
1: the of but you're uh, not going to get anything for that.
2: Well, some, rid of a little bit of a i of Austin Rivers. <laughs> he of not played bit quickly. There's, there's, I don't, want to, know, I don't yeah. want to get rid of quickly.
0: Quick, I don't want to get rid of quickly. Quickly, quick, it quickly's depends, developing. On, it depends on
2: who you can get for him. Your point is, are we going to get a big player? A Bradley Beal is not going to want to come to the Knicks yeah. unless he has another two or three players that can sit next to him because he's going to be in the same boat and maybe a worse situation. So the days of getting one player. To come okay, to the Knicks, it's so not may- going to happen
1: because nobody wants to come I'll, here. I'll so maybe my, it's not a. I'll, what if it's not a superstar like I'll give deal. you? Maybe it's a second-year yeah. player. That's we need, make, we need, we need two or three. Better.
2: We need two or three more, and that's what I'm saying, uh, if you, so you, you get, do get an Oladipo, yes, because okay. because what? Where are we going to be four years from now? Right. Julius Randle is going to be older. R.J. Barrett's coming into his prime. The Knicks, the Knicks fans. Here's the one. The Knicks fans, I think, are more realistic than the New York media about what the
1: Knicks actually have here, okay? Well, the New York media wants clicks and ears and eyes. Right. So they're going to engage in hyperbole. Right. Okay. Then
2: out of all of – let's take the the Knicks' top picks from the last X amount of years or or at least their top couple picks, okay? So obviously you have R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a good third or fourth option on a championship team. Okay, he's maybe the third a, best player right on the now.
1: Ex- I mean, you know, right?
2: I don't think he's gonna. I, I think. He, I think he's at his prime.
1: Okay. But was but uh, but he was. I mean, was there anybody during that draft that you said this guy's uh, definitely not, gonna I, be better than RJ no, Barrett? I'm not saying that. I'm no, no, no. I'm not that. saying that you are. I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying they didn't. They didn't. The lottery didn't work out the way they wanted, right. and they took what I think was the best option at the time. Yeah.
2: If yeah, Clay, yeah. if Clay Thompson. Is in a deal to come to the New York Knicks, and they want R.J. Barrett, Noel, fucking
1: Nerlens, Nerlens Noel, and, and, not Noel Nerlens. Listen
2: to me. Let me finish. And and Derek Rose. And quickly, you get the fuck rid of him. Okay. But if if you if you're gonna stick, I, none of these. Here's here's who I want to stay on the Knicks right now. Okay. Randall, Peyton, I think. But again, I'm I'm up for him. I think you have to stick with R.J. Barrett because you're getting a deal for him right now because he's yeah. still in his original contract. Yeah. Other than that, I don't give a shit. I think Mitchell Robinson is actually their, is, is their, one of their top. Four yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I, I want Robinson
0: going anywhere. He's the best. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Other
2: Absolutely. than that, if you can get better players, than, I mean, Frank, Frank nicolina has been seen in the stands more than he's been seen on the court. <laughs> I don't give a shit. About any of these people, I mean, our big move of, before Derrick Rose is here is Taj Gibson's back. I mean,
1: yeah, no, that's <laughs> so. Listen, if I, you can remember... get
2: a Victor Oladipo, or if you can get a Bradley Beal without disseminating the team, then you do it. I'd rather get Oladipo and another big man who's a defensive minded person and a and a shooter who could come in in this with the second unit than just get Bradley Beal because they're, for this Knicks team to win they have to have the depth. They have to be like the Raptors about- for a few years ago minus Kawhi. That's that's the problem. Julius Randle with the ball on his hand is not going to win you a playoff game. Right now it, the way I look at an NBA team is the game is on the line, who do you give the ball to? Um, right now, right 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 now it's Randle. Right. Right now, but Trent. I don't. But is it? But go through that guy on every other team. Is he a Donovan Mitchell? Is he a Kawhi Leonard? No. Is he a Victor Oladipo? No. No. If the league is not built for for a power forward or a center to have the ball in their hand with their game on the line, there's maybe two or three guys in the league who are an exception to that. And and even they are but not. They haven't won either. They haven't won either. So that's my point. And. I don't think you're going to get a big name star yet to come to the Knicks, but I do think you can get two or three all-stars or second team all-stars or borderline all-stars and if you have those kind of players then you then the, this Knicks team can can take advantage of what they're building on. Right. I mean, what else are you waiting for? Who who's the un, who's the free agent at the end of the year who's going to come to the Knicks? It's not going to happen. There, there's no free agents at the end of the year
0: that are going to say, "Hey, you know what? Next next move, I'm coming to the Knicks." They're not right. saying that. They're not saying that because you all... get them here, let them right. get them here. Well, them but what
1: what if the, the Knicks play well? They're around 500. They get into the playoffs. They they uh, yes, doubt, doubtful they'll win a series. Then, then you surely, get surely you could lure somebody here. You can lure well, a Victor.
2: O, you can lure a Victor Oladipo
0: and I think, you, and if you can and if you can get in the fourth and win that series, maybe finish 6, maybe even maybe even sneak into that 5th spot so you're not playing the Bucs, you're not playing the Sixers, you're not playing the Nets. Right. And then and then you can win that first playoff series. You know, look, we're
2: talking about how how the Knicks are on the verge. They're down by 13 to the Orlando Magic.
0: That's a fluke.
2: It's not.
0: <laughs> well, there's 11 and a half minutes left in the uh, in yeah, the Yeah, but the, I
2: mean they're they're an they're they're a middle of the road team right now. Right. Do they get better with other players? Yeah, without a doubt. I, I'm no. telling. I'm, t- I'm look. The, the, there's two or three players. I mean, is is Reggie Bullock really must keep? <laughs> no,
1: you know is I don't know. You know, He's got I, a cool name. I, I know. I think Randall and Barrett Bullock. are the guys. Do you know you the build J Bullock. He's, yeah. Bullock's got the name you want that the coach wants to yell. Bullock, right. get in there. Yeah. All right, uh, enough about uh, the Knicks. I, I want to talk
0: about I, something. I, one, one, one other thing. I just, I, <laughs> I, 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 of course. I, no, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I say coffee. three words. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go get some coffee while you guys finish
1: talking about the Knicks. I have
0: one question regarding Randall, <laughs> and I want, I put it to both of you because we've been talking, obviously, keen on him and everything else. My question is this. Is he an all-star this year? He should be.
1: Oh, yeah. All
0: no? right. No. Why not? Is he a He's voted in just... all-star? Is he the uh, coaches? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, who's the better power to forward? It would have to be a
1: coach's. I mean, yeah, you,
2: I you automatically forward. have Giannis as the, as the best power forward in the East. Who's who's you know? I mean, I, I'm I'm sick of centers being called power forwards. Right.
0: Well, I mean, that that's always been it's it, it's been the case for a while now that that happens. But um, yeah, no, I agree with you. you but the, I I, think, uh, I agree with you. But I agree with Pete. I think it's gonna. He, I think he's gonna be an all star. But I think it's gonna be a coach's
2: vote. Also, yeah, it's probably the case.
1: Let's see. where you got Durant, Giannis, and well, Bead. Don't the
2: fans vote for the All Stars? Well,
1: yeah, yeah Gordon, Gordon Hayward is your number nine. Yeah, I'm sure. Numbers.
2: I'm sure. So- Where's Randall on that list? I'm sure he's probably he not. He's number, on there. Eight. He number and,
1: eight. He's number and eight. He's number eight. And
2: that proves to you. And, and and where is Durant, Kyrie Irving,
1: and James Harden? Durant is one. Kyrie Irving is two behind Bradley Beal. And James Harden is three behind yeah. Kyrie, so the opening. Knicks are definitely the talk of the town. Give me a break.
2: <laughs> listen, listen to the fan. Tune up the
1: fan on your uh, computer there. All know. right. Then. That's because that's because I stop listening to the fan when Mike and the Mad Dog. That's because
0: all Carton wants to talk about is the Knicks.
1: Yeah, not the fan. I don't even listen to the fan. Listen to even uh, even on the I know what you're talking about, Michael K. Show. I think it's only because they're all about hype anyway. I think
2: right now it's all it's 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 talking about. I think the Knicks are more interesting because it's about it. it, Can they finally get somebody to come here? Whereas the Nets are kind of set. Their rosters set. They've got three of the top ten players in the NBA on one team. What the fuck
1: else do you want? Yeah. All right, so All let's right. move on to something that's more important. Go for it. Well, maybe not more important, but interesting to me. Um, although, again, it's a, kind of an older story. But with a, with a different angle, the Mavericks were not playing the national anthem before games. Right. And now they are, because I guess fans are going to start coming back. Right. And uh, so, but my question in a larger sense is, that the NBA actually had something. To the NBA, effective. right, made, them, made you know, them said you're going yeah.
0: to. Sorry, Mr. Cuban, you have to play the national anthem. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: and it was his decision yeah. not to. Right. Uh, and then, of course, to to start to. Although, again, the, it was the NBA's decision. But my question is, do we really need the national anthem before no. sporting games anymore? I don't think so. Or did we ever need it? We don't do play we it before. No. We don't
2: play it before a play. We don't do we it. Don't we play don't it play before it before any Concert. There's why why are sporting played. events so so? I,
0: I don't mean, know. I you know what? I I can't give you the history on it. I
2: really don't. I really can't. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's forced patriotism, and I think yeah. Well, there's
1: talk about the NFL and and the color guard and having the military there, and how uh, they were actually paying the NFL uh, to have those guys on the field and right. to have the jets flying overhead yeah. and stuff. You know, paying paid advertising. With the league for the uh, for military recruitment, but right. um, yeah, I, it's, I'm wondering if it's just something that's you know time has really passed. If it ever really was a necessity, no. but I don't think it's going anywhere because people. That's the that's the anthem, man. If you don't love that, well, then you don't love America. You and
0: know what? I I don't. I'm not. They, they, yeah, you can, use, yeah, you there's, can there's, still there's love it, but what that, does it right? have to do with? basketball
1: well, they, they can, right they confuse the anthem with patriotism and you know right. Right. well it's well, kind of like the thing. Uh, i the
0: way i look at it it's you know what whatever the original reason was it forced patriotism maybe military you know uh, you know uh, uh, get people interested in coming to the military 100 120 years ago in baseball games back in the late 1800s whatever it was whenever it started i don't know i can't tell you i can't speak specific on that but i think it's just become At this point, whatever, if there are any underlying things from the military or whatever that may be, it's it's a tradition at this point, because I'll tell you, no matter where it is, no matter where I am, just me personally, whenever the national anthem is playing. And I'm not saying, you know, whatever uh, goes on during it or whatever. But in my mind, whether I actually say it as a tongue in cheek kind of thing or I just think it when the national anthem is over, no matter where it is and where I hear it in my mind, at least, if not out loud, I say play ball.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's well, just... but, but here's the here's the issue, is that now it's become controversial because people are protesting. Right. So maybe it's time to end that protest by getting rid of it. Say so if we're gonna have people that sit or they're gonna kneel, and then other people are gonna get angry about that then why not just stop
0: playing it? I think you're going to have, and I'm not I'm not speaking one way or the other. I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but I think definitely beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you get rid of it, there's going to be more people up in arms about that than about people kneeling. That's my, that's, that's where I Enough
1: so going. that they, well, listen, there's people that, and I don't know how truthful this is, but people that go, well, I won't watch football. I won't watch a team play if they let their players kneel. Bullshit. You know, they, if, they, if they don't respect the anthem, I don't. You know watch know what? It. You know what? They're full of shit. There might be a few. There might be a few. There might be a few that, that don't. But them. I will tell you,
0: every almost almost everybody that I've heard of, whether they told me directly or I saw it on Facebook or whatever, I'm not watching the NFL this year. They're gonna kneel.
1: I'm not doing that. So they still watched. Of they course,
0: they still watched.
1: If the NBA just said, you know what? We're not gonna play the anthem anymore. Don't play the anthem. And it right. went away like that. Right those people would be angry for a couple of weeks and then that would be it. Exactly. Right? You just, yeah, you just said, yeah. You just and say. then there's no controversy. Right. 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 They'll, they'll yell and scream. Oh, blah, blah, blah 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 We need the anthem. It's part of the, it's a tradition. It's part of the game. And other people would go, yeah, well, it causes a lot of controversy. So we're getting rid of it. Right. Because that's kind of what you can do with things that cause controversy that aren't intrinsically necessary to the product or whatever it is. You get rid of it. Right. So, all right. I just
0: want to get your thoughts on that. You know, I, like you know. I said, I, I don't have an. I, you know what? You, you're right. You're right. And not not to say that I think they should get rid of it or I think they shouldn't get rid of it, but just just in general, you're right. If there's an issue and an issue is going to continue over and over and over again, year in, year out, yeah. whatever it is, this or anything else, and- if it's not part of whatever it is you're there for, get rid of it.
1: Yeah, and then you but know, I mean, this seem... no issue anymore. Ask Astri- Draymond like Astri- Astri- he what he thinks and then do whatever. He thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's pretty much the arbiter of all, yeah, of levels, everything. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the um, and my wife and I, we always talk about this when we go to a school function, like a concert or a play or whatever. we are down by 17 going... by right now. I just wanted to let you know, they're coming back. Uh, <laughs> we go to something at the school and we all have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. We're there for a concert, and they make the audience stand. What's, be- I mean, what's it- better is, is when they try to make you sit in the kids' desk. Well, on parents' uh, teach I <laughs> sit on the I sit on the heater and done the back. that a bunch. That's
2: right.
1: fine. I go to parents' night or the uh, you, you know you, you go around to your you follow your kids' schedule, and the teachers look at me and they go, "Do you want to take a seat?" And I go, "I don't think so." <laughs> just real I love, quick i don't but, want to talk always smart but it always, more, but, but it always i always found it interesting that yeah it's ridiculous uh, we, we always look at each other and go what are we saying the pledge of allegiance and for if you real really? and if you really want to be a stickler
2: for history then let's go back to the old pledge of allegiance before it was changed during McCarthyism in the 50s i'm fine with not saying it at all and me too but my point being is that we sort of mold history as to into where we want it yeah yeah yeah. By the way, Julius Randle is the third-highest scoring power forward in the NBA right now. The only two ahead of him are Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not a power forward. At least,
3: Yeah.
2: Um, no Power forward. Oh, power forward. I'm sorry. Yes. Giannis and okay. Zion. Oh, well,
0: um, did you see uh, last Friday night? Uh, speaking of Zion, I just had that note there I wanted to say. Last Friday night, the start of the uh, – Started a game, Zion went 12-for-12 to start the game on Friday night. Yeah. He's just
1: Oh, and I just read something. He did something that nobody else has done. uh, Their first, like, 50 games as a rookie or something, he shot over 60%. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Something outrageous that nobody nobody has ever done before. It's insane, yeah. For whatever
2: reason, Kevin Durant's not on this list, and I'm wondering if he's just because he hasn't
1: played enough.
2: I don't know where Durant is. He's not showing up here.
0: While you are looking for that, I got a question for both of you, Giannis. You think he's? You, uh, I mean, granted, uh, it, it's just a, a streak right now. But the Bucks lost four; have lost four in a row. This is the first time since the uh, two years ago the Eastern Conference Finals that they've lost four in a row. Um, uh, Which call Do you think Giannis uh, is uh, made a mistake resigning with them, or uh, you think they'll pull their uh, shit together and uh, and still be at the top of the uh,
2: East? I don't think they have to pull this shit together to compete in the east. Um I think it I think they Well with the ahead. Sixers and the Nets they do. I'm saying they'll still be up there. They're not oh, they, yeah. you know they didn't win it last year. So I mean it's uh um no, I I don't I don't think so. I think this is just a temporary little lull or whatever they they, they you know again again you need depth to win in the NBA. And Deion's you're not going to win it all on his own. You're not going to win with the big man alone. Yeah, It's only one guy who ever did that. Are you saying Drew
1: Holiday was not the answer? He's on our list coming up.
2: No, he wasn't. Which is, which is uh, you know, also, it, it it takes... Look, the Nets have three of the top, whatever, 10, 12, 15, whatever you want us to call them, players in the NBA yeah, of on one team. He's going after that. And probably. they have a hard time beating some teams. So it's just, you just never know.
0: According to the, uh, uh, according to the uh, all-star voting or according to the stats or whatever, they have three of the top five uh, right. <laughs> players in the, in the league right now. So, right. but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he, I don't think he did. I don't think that was a mistake. I think the bucks will, will bounce back a little bit, but you're right. I don't think they're going to be, they'll be in the top three, uh, depending on what the Sixers do and what the Nets wind up doing. But those are, those are your top three teams in the East. But uh but,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Giannis isn't getting much help scoring none. wise. He, he never not. has. He's getting you know sixteen a game from Holiday, ten. Well, from Middleton, Lopez. Middleton's at Middleton's, Middleton's at, at twenty, and Bobby Portis is eleven or twelve.
2: Yeah, it's not about yeah. points.
1: I mean, I, no, I think, but but I mean, there's nobody on this. This you know, none of these guys are the second guy. I think that we I, talk I, about. I think, I think what's his name? It, I, it's a night nice, who. Holiday,
2: yeah,
1: it's a nice mix, yeah, it's a nice mix, but I don't know. Chris Middleton is he it's averaging 20. I mean, uh, t- all right, look, as a take, second guy with 20.3 points per game, onto and Chris Middleton, uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden. Who would you take? You take Durant and Harden right now, Durant and Harden, yeah, of
2: course, of course. Uh, you put anybody other than Kawhi Leonard next to next to Ante Kupo, and I take Durant and Harden. <laughs> I take Dur- because Durant is the to me Durant is the second and arguably at times the best player in the NBA. Yeah, yeah if I'm starting, if I'm starting a team today, okay, I'm picking either Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard just to, as as my guy, and James Harden's James Harden's a much more, more interesting pick. But look, Harden. Carried that team back from twenty-four points down the other day without Durant or Irving to win. But, but, you know, it's on the a, road. It was against a mediocre Phoenix team, but still. Uh, let me ask you this, then: you put 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 Kawhi Leonard with Giannis,
0: and that's uh,
2: much more interesting. I'll tell you what: if you put Giannis on the Clippers, Giannis again has to learn to not have the ball in his hand all the time. Right. But imagine if Giannis didn't have that in cover. Imagine if he could just go with the flow. Imagine him running a pick and roll instead of with Chris Middleton, with Kawhi or Paul George. Imagine when he gets triple teamed, looking out to the wings and seeing Kawhi, Lou Williams, or Paul George to pass the ball to. There will come a time, probably towards the end of this contract that he signed, where you will see a, a, at the end of his career, you will see Giannis go to another team to try to win a championship because
1: the Bucs aren't going to win one.
0: They were close. They were close a couple years ago. Well, that
1: yeah, and that would be the mistake that he made in signing is that they're just never going to give him the support that he really needs. Because but, you're right. But is, but is he unless, uh, unless? Yeah. Unless you know the, the league does something and and sort of kind of breaks up these super teams. But I think you're right. We are past the point where one guy can get it done. I will, I will tell I you that there was he's got some help, but I don't know.
2: Here's the difference with the Bucks between this year and last year. They're giving up 113 points a game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you. As opposed walking. to what? No, well, I think they were down around 104 last year. Oh, There's, okay. The Bucks, Bucks are scoring 100 over 120 points a game. They're, they're one point behind the nets in points per game. They got them by four or five points almost in, in what they're upon. They're just, you know, they're 16. Well, you, in-
1: just, you just wait till Andre Robertson gets on the team. Right, you're gonna see some defense then, maybe. It'll the help, hopefully. Yeah,
0: I will. Uh, I will tell you, I was in uh, when when they were going on the run a couple of years ago. Um, Milwaukee definitely loves their uh, loves their basketball. I was uh, I was in Milwaukee during that run, and it was it was. I no, mean, you couldn't turn any corner on any street anywhere in Milwaukee and not see not see something that's at Bucks. Well, Milwaukee loves
2: anything that they have. And yeah, the Bucks have the Bucks are one of those it's like the Jazz in in, in Salt in, in Salt Lake. I mean, it's you know, yes, of course they have the Brewers. And yes, they have the Packers if you want to call that. But I mean, well, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, a, they're,
0: they're, a they're sports actually town. closer they're, they're closer to Chicago. Uh, Milwaukee's closer to Chicago than is the Green Bay. Right. Not by but much. I'm but I'm saying but it's still.
2: a sports town, but they yeah. do you you go to you you, you go to Wisconsin and there's a lot of Bears fans, there's a lot of Lions fans, there's you know.
3: Right.
2: I mean the uh, one team that rules Wisconsin is the Packers. It's the Packers, yeah. Everything else is
0: there. I, I I would venture to say that there's probably towns on the western border of uh Wisconsin, uh miles from Minneapolis that are Packers fans and hate the Vikings. It's just a Wisconsin thing. It's uh it's crazy up there. I just can't. They, they, that border really
2: borders. That's all. But um, in any event, uh, look, we're talking about the Knicks and what they need. Yeah. Let's transition into the team that no one's talking about, which has the best record in the NBA, Go and that's it. the Utah Jazz. Yeah. So let's look at let's look at what they what they have been able to build on their team. They have a, a really good defensive minded big man. They have a great All Stars. Averaging 24 points a game in Donovan Mitchell. They have an older point guard who's still averaging almost six assists a game in Mike Connolly. They've got Bogdanovich, who's, you know, a good player, but again, averaging 15 points a game. They're playing team basketball and they have a defensive-minded coach. Now, when I is when you when you talk about Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Connolly, Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingalls is that's not reading off the Clippers or the Nets lineup, no. but they're deep. Right. You know they have Derek Favors coming in at center as a backup. They they have so they have depth and they're playing good defensive basketball. This is how this is an example of how the Knicks need to build a team because the Jazz are similar. They're not going to get a huge name to sign there. You're not. Nobody's going to go say, hey, I want to go team up with Donovan Mitchell and form the big three. Right. But they were able to keep Gobert. They have Mitchell uh, under contract, and they've been able to get those veterans and other younger players to play as role players and to buy into this system. And I think that's, that's how the Knicks need to look at this. Now, is Julius Randle a Donovan Mitchell? No. But... I, I just don't. The Knicks weren't. The Knicks didn't draft Donovan Mitchell.
0: Right, right. Now you're, and and speaking to your point, uh depth is very important. <laughs> you know, yeah. and if and if you can build that and keep keep whatever is working for you up top, and have that depth and rotate them in and out and keep them fresh and and everybody playing a team sport and the defense right there, then you you got a competitive team that can win a playoff series, uh, and 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 compete in the second one. You know, maybe they're not getting to the third in the championship, but you know that's that's what you're doing and then you become uh, attractive to a couple of big names that will come in and you can give them max contracts right and, right. and that puts you over the uh, puts you over the top. So. Yep, sounds
1: like a plan. Simple. Uh,
0: uh yeah, simple, right? <laughs> uh they're done by 15, they're coming back. There's 5 minutes left. Oh 96, yeah. 81. 96 9681. We'll keep There it, you uh, go. Right. Nice <laughs> to Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> to Orlando. Yeah, to Orlando. Orlando's to, and, good. 10 and 18, Orlando. Orlando's good. <laughs> Come on. They got,
1: they got uh, Vucevic. They got Petty Hardaway. They got Hardaway, They got Michael got... Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Wait they a got minute. Terrence. How Ross. old is your
0: webpage that you're
1: looking
2: at? I mean, this is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they got Al Farouk Aminu logging his 11 minutes tonight. They got yeah. Mobamba. See, this is what the Mobamba's Knicks... plus 16 tonight. Come on, Every, yeah, yeah. everybody gets excited about the Knicks. And, and,
2: then they lose, and, and then they lose to Orlando. <laughs> and then they that's lose to that's Orlando.
1: probably why they're winning because Mo Bamba's plus 16. His mom,
0: Bob, was, Mo, Mo Bamba's plus 16, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. But uh, Julius Randle, we, we talked 20 minutes ago. We said Julius Randle had 21 points. He has 23 he has right 23 now. He's only, now. Yeah, but he's he only shoot, scored he another shoot, basket. He's shooting 10 of 18. Or, or two free throws, I don't know. He's he shooting 10 of
2: 18. Points, the problem I see with Randle is, is in his game tonight is he's taken seven three-pointers. Right. I mean, yeah. Still, he's three for seven. Okay. That's I mean, that's not bad. Forty-some percent, right? Exactly. The Knicks need another. They need a shooter, and they need an, They need another. They need another scorer. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Doing well. Well, I mean that. That's one thing about the Knicks, though. In in general, they're not taking, uh, you know, a ton of threes, uh, and they're they're playing. They're getting in there, and they're 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 playing. They're they're playing. They're playing and they're playing their positions too. They're not playing. Yeah, everybody's you know. a minus tonight for the yeah. Knicks. I mean, and and granted, I'm not really speaking it's about because they're not down really, by 15. Yeah. I'm not really speaking about tonight, obviously, because I haven't watched the game. I don't know how they played and what they were playing, but uh, up till this point, it's been working. I don't know. Let's see. They got they got four and a half minutes left to score 15 points. Has it been working?
2: I mean, look, the Knicks are the most improved team in the NBA. Obviously, when you go from complete horse shit to 500. Then you know you're pretty good. I I still think this team's unless they make a a roster, unless they get a decent top forty player in a in a trade, I still think they're going to wind up under five hundred, which is great. It's still, but where does this go? I think if if this improvement does not lead them to be able to get some more talent underneath them. It's not like this roster next year is all of a sudden going to be better. It's not like next year Kevin Knox is going to come in and average 30 points a game. Right. That's not happening. Yeah.
0: And if it does, hey, well, you know, whatever. But uh, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, if it does, then
2: it's it, magic. It's magic. I'm uh, well, speaking of but magic. I mean, but, look, I mean, look, the East is a weird – like the Sixers are playing good ball. The Nets are obviously are playing good ball. The Bucks are maybe a little lower than what they did. The Celtics are underperforming. Uh, the Raptors are underperforming. The Heat are definitely underperforming. This Atlanta Hawks team, which everybody is talking about, is underperforming. Right. I think the teams that are overperforming this year are the Knicks and the Cavs. And the, the Cavs have, have 10 wins.
1: Yeah, there's nobody in the East that's got 20 wins. I mean, this wonderful – Three teams out in the West that all have right. 20 or more.
2: This this wonderful Bradley you know, Beal-led team who's leading the league in scoring has won eight games. Yeah, now, yeah they I mean – they a are four, beating. They are beating the Nuggets right now, but yeah.
1: four, five, and six teams in the West would be, you know, three, four, and five in the East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, it's interesting.
0: It is very interesting. Very interesting. Right. Hey, should we uh, should we get to our uh, top ten list? Let's might as well. well. We might as well, huh? We have um, to at some gonna, point. At some point. Uh, we're, we're we're an hour into basketball. We did really
1: that. good. What do we do on football? Twenty twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five minutes, yeah. Twenty-five yeah. minutes.
0: So, um, so that was pretty good. Um, I think we should uh, do our top ten. That that it, it's a good way to round out. Uh, what we've been talking about. We've, well, we uh, got this so We got baseball. And we
1: got the Australian Open to get. We to.
0: got the Australian Open, and there's a there's a backgammon tournament that we got to report on too. At the, uh, at the end, so big upsets in the backgammon world. So it's crazy. Yeah, I tell you. Uh, um, in any event, uh, yeah, our top ten list tonight is top ten centers in NBA history. Uh, that is our top ten. And Mr. Radio Pete is going to kick it off for us. Why don't you start us with number ten
1: there? Radio number Pete. ten. One of two Knicks on the list, so, of course, I have to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> you got so them both.
2: We, we, we could we, well, Daryl also- Dawkins was in the top 90, but he had his best years with the Sixers. Uh, which is also
1: part of the reason why I was uh, complaining uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before semi-facetiously. So uh, it's uh, Willis Reed, number 10. Um, what can you say? Look, uh, the Knicks have two championships, and he was part of both of them. He's in the Hall of Fame, of course, uh, 18.7 points and basically 13 rebounds per game. He was an MVP in uh, 1969 uh also uh, all, uh all, what did i just read there all star oh, games most valuable player for what that is worth seven times an all star five times all nba 64 65 all rookie two time finals mvp uh rookie of the year uh two As I said two nba championships all defensive and 69 70 uh 6970 um, uh, mvp as well uh, and of course, that uh, amazing game where his leg was broken or, or it's amputated actually, and he came in and uh, played anyway. And first robot to ever play, yeah, uh, came uh, in and I think he hit a shot and played for about uh, ninety-one seconds. But uh, he was the hero of the game as the Knicks came back and beat somebody. I don't really remember it.
2: Well, I think I think I think the hero of that game was no none other than Mister Walt Frazier, who probably
1: had maybe the best game seven in the history of the NBA, but, yeah, but we all Willis remember Reed Willis Reed. Reed. Yeah, and, and look, he was legitimately a great player, and he's uh, number 10 on our list.
2: Yeah.
0: Number 10, Willis Reed. All right, Mr. Uh, Harry Lugnuts,
2: why don't you bring us to number nine? Number nine was the man initially nicknamed Mr. Basketball, the man who changed the game forever, The maybe the OG big man, George Mikan, the bespectacled wonder Miken was uh 6'10, 245 at a time when I think the next tallest player was probably uh five foot ten. But he I mean, changed he, the game. And he, it was hard to play with that guy on his shoulders, too, but he did It really was. Well. That's why, you know, that's why he led the league in block shots. <laughs> yeah. That gives him um, the height. Yeah. Look, nobody has really forced the game into the modern era than than George Mikan. They these are the rules that were added because of George Mikan and so dominant. Goaltending, the widening of the foul line, foul line, and the shot clock were all created because of George Michael's dominance in the NBA. Uh, you know he's one of the 50th greatest players of all time. He was he played for the Chicago American Gears and of course the Minneapolis Lakers. Look, he was a five-time BAA and NBA champion a two-time NBL champion. He was, he played so long ago that there were different leagues before the NBA existed, <laughs> but he was w- one of the most dominant and and really the first dominant big man in the game. He averaged over 23 points and 13 rebounds in his career at a time when they were not scoring 140 points a game. And in the playoffs, he averaged 24 points and 14 rebounds. So he did not diminish in the postseason. Um, you know, you look at some of these these lists of big men. Some people kind of forget about him because, look at him. He, he it looks like he played, you know, in, in, in an era when there were still peach baskets up on on a wooden post. Okay. But he was indeed, uh, you know, one of the best ever, and um, probably one of the most influential players in basketball history. Period. And so I think he's uh, incredibly deserving to be on this list, especially where he's at.
0: I agree. Here you
2: go. Yeah, none. Everybody agrees.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> agree? There's no question George Mikan was one of the all-time greats. Absolutely. Agreements all around. There you go. Number nine, George Mikan. I will take number eight. Number eight is none other than the admiral right there, uh, Mr. David Robinson. Um, here's his picture right there uh yeah he was uh david maurice robinson uh he was uh first overall pick in 87 uh by the spurs uh he played uh didn't play team.
2: for two years after that because he still it, had to f- fulfill his uh his navy military. Military. Yeah, military. Yeah,
0: military thing yeah absolutely um yeah he played started playing career in 89 he was drafted in 87 um but yeah he played his entire career with the spurs uh two-time nba champion in 99 and 03 um you know i'm, I'm deserving of winning them. I'm just a little upset that he won in ninety nine, but you know, what Nick's fan isn't. Uh but uh that, that
2: that that yeah, that Knicks team had no
0: chance. They not one <laughs> I'm shocked. maybe I'm shocked the weirdest
2: <laughs> yeah. If, if Ewing was healthy, maybe they had a chance, but uh yeah, come
0: on. But I mean Spree, come on. Spree you know, he had it under control though, didn't he? Well, yeah. they
2: were they were
0: interesting, that's for sure. It was an interesting team, that's for sure. But uh anyways two two time uh NBA uh champion uh NBA Most Valuable Player in 95, 10-time All-Star, uh, four-time first team, uh, and two-time second team, and four-time third team. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year in 92. Uh, he was a four-time NBA All-Defensive first team, four-time NBA All-Defensive second team. You see where this is going. It's just the accolades go on and on and on. But I mean, he's uh, he he ran the floor as a center like he was a small forward, <laughs> you know it was just uh, the the way he was able to move was uh, insane and um you yeah, know he kept uh, he, uh you know he outrated you know I like kept him in check or whatever when uh, Hakeem Olajuwon during that whole uh, uh you know era that they were playing back and forth you know the whole uh, the whole texas thing but uh you know he, he he you know hakeem was a great player but uh you know Robinson, you know, held him in check. I I think he was uh, a lot of good
2: centers in the league at that. There time. was a
0: ton of good centers in the league at that point It's ridiculous. And a lot of them are on this list. So, yep. um, but, uh, in any event, I think one's coming up next. Uh, but yeah, there you go. The Admiral, uh, David Robinson at number eight, uh, classy too. Absolutely. Oh, totally. Part, part, just part of that whole Spurs, uh, vibe. Yeah.
1: Classy guys. Totally. Absolutely. Totally agree. Number eight, David Robinson.
0: Uh, Radio Pete brings us to number seven.
1: Number seven, the other Nick on this list. Uh, probably one of the more underrated players, maybe of all time, certainly, of his era. And that is, of course, Patrick Ewing. Um, No championships. And I feel a little bit bad because Ewing seemed like a class act, too, and there was a lot of, um, coming out of college, there was a lot of, he was he was a quiet guy, and people didn't know a whole lot about him, and he kind of got some bad press because of that, because, you know, the media wanted to know more about him, and thought that because he didn't speak, he probably wasn't very bright, and he's kind of, a, look, I was a Syracuse fan back in the early and mid-80s, in the heyday of the Big East, and I was in college up in Ithaca, and my roommate was from Bayside, and he was a St. John's fan, and there was another guy who lived next door. He was from up around Syracuse. He was a Syracuse fan. We had another friend, part of our little clique, who was from Virginia, and he was a he was a Georgetown fan. So, you know, the, those rivalries uh, run deep. But um, Ewing, uh, look, 11 times an all-star, uh, rookie of the year, uh, 84, 85, as, as well as, of course, on the all-rookie team, seven times all-NBA, three times all-defensive um say what you want about his style the ball went in and didn't come out but he's one of the most um, who is it it supposed to come out to well right that's a good point that's a good point i mean there there weren't that many options Uh, look he's one of the best charlie Ward's open i think he's one of the, the best uh shooting big men ever that's right and uh you know listen i i i root for him uh now, um, I, and probably I don't want to say biased, but I probably uh, after his college days, I didn't watch certainly as many Knicks games as you guys did, so I didn't actually see him play that much. So I don't think I have the same appreciation, uh, for him uh, that that guys who you know like you who watched him all the time. Sure. Um, but I mean, he, he was a great player, and like I said, I root for him now. I hope he's gonna be successful and whatever else. I think he still wants to coach, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, is well, he is coaching
1: yeah um in the pros though well i don't know if that's his I – i think think he's really happy i think he wanted that i think he's really he's but really he's happy. doing a good job in, in college and, and, he's, and i am he's i am, am happy his happy mentor for. For he was i mean he's yeah. he's happy i i hated him when i was in college uh and and he was too for that matter but but he's a he's a good guy and and a great player as well so sure. happy i mean,
0: Carried a ton of those next teams. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. He
1: it, he literally was the show for yeah. yeah. I mean, other he number of years. Other than Charles Oakley,
2: he had no real consistent second guy. And and look, Oakley was a big part of Ewing's success because he did sort of spell Ewing from having to cover a lot of the other team centers for durations of the game, and sometimes the whole game. And together, they were probably the best rebounding power forward and, and, and center combination. But Ewing played in an era where the, maybe, maybe the best big men of all time, Uh, it was, it was an era where every team that maybe didn't have a great big man, but every night he was going up against somebody dominant. He didn't have a game where there was no center on the other team. Unfortunately, you know, his second trip to the finals, he got hurt and the Knicks were stuck with Chris Dudley. But um, yeah, there's only one other player on this list that I can honestly say carried a team with as little talent to a championship. And as a Knicks fan, there's nothing I would want more than to see this era of Knicks team win a championship because they were everything that the Bulls weren't. They were not glamorous. They were not pretty. They were were blue-collar New York to a T. And I've never seen – the Garden has not been the same since – no. You you could argue that yes in the early 70s the garden was electric with a team that had five of the top of the all, of the top 50 basketball players of all time on it. This Knicks team was as blue collar and as gritty as you could and um and they they had personality. They had personality and Patrick there was no doubt Patrick Ewing was the leader of that team and he was he was alone a lot of the time. The Knicks were never able to get him the pieces to win the championship. And look, he's he he sits on a list with a lot of other players who could not win one during the Jordan years. You got you know Carl Malone, you have Charles Barkley. The, the list goes on and on. Reggie Miller. He's not alone. No. You know, if Patrick Ewing came out today and was playing in the NBA, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about uh the 76ers at the top of the,
1: of the East right now. No,
0: no, we wouldn't be. No, we wouldn't be. Um, Yeah. Well, there you go. Number seven, Mr. Patrick Ewing, Uh, Harry, bring us to number six.
2: Number six is none other than the chairman of the boards, Mr. Moses Malone. I think Moses Malone played for 125 teams. I'm not going to list 126. It's pretty sick. Look, he, he was one of the most dominant players in the history of the NBA. And if you count his time in the ABA and the NBA combined, he ranks ninth all-time in career points, almost 30,000 and third in total rebounds with 17,834. He was probably the best offensive re- offensive rebounder in the game. He retired as the all-time leader in that and um, finally won a championship. And look, he's, he's another guy who – came in and became a centerpiece winning winning uh, winning the mvp he won the mvp 3 times in his career which not very many people can say that and he brought dr j his only championship and he he was he was that good he he, he unfortunately i think died too young had some uh had some health issues towards the, towards uh, the end of his life there but he he was dominant and i only remember him towards the end of his career this was the you know, the sort of, he just seemed like he was the old man out there schooling everybody. Sure. And um just incredible. And, yeah, you know, he's 6'10". He was a big dude. And people would just fly around. He, he was, I've never seen anybody box out better than Moses Malone. And if you wanted to learn how to box out, you watched just Moses watch, Malone. Just watch Malone. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, he was a monster. He's, he, I think he gets short- Short, you know, shrift in, in a lot of discussions about the best players of all time. Um, and, yeah, he only had the one
1: championship, but he he was incredible. Well, right, and he was – the you know, talk about, uh, you know, one player not yeah. being able to do it. He was the key piece because My, well, Dr. 19, J, 19... Dr. J struggled and came up short, just barely right. short again and again, and then Malone came along and, uh, oh, gee, they won one. Well, in 1983 – he was the he was the MVP, the league MVP, and
2: the the finals MVP. And how old was he? He was born in fifty five. So do the math. He yeah, he was yeah. not a young man, yeah. right? Yeah, a uh, third. No, he's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. So I mean, he, he he just seemed more seasoned and grizzled. I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was a young kid and he seemed older. But he just uh, he he was he was dominant, and uh, he 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 again played against a lot of great centers in his career. And he is also always brought up along with Willis Reed and Wes Unseld by other players, and some mm-hmm. including some players on this list. As far as who was your hardest opponent, who gave you the most trouble? yeah i'm sure moses malone i bet his name comes up a lot he he was kind of a a combination of willis reed and akeem olajuwon he wasn't quite as 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 nimble but he was very 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 uh skilled in the post he could he could score and had moves and yet he had power as well he's great moses malone moses malone number six
0: uh, I will take number 5 and that would be uh, The Dream. Mr. Hakim Abdul There he is right there. Um yeah, he was uh drafted uh again first overall pick uh in 84 by the Rockets played uh g- played uh all but uh the last uh, year of his uh, career with the Rockets. Uh went to Toronto for the uh for the last year, but um yeah, he's a two-time NBA championship, uh two-time NBA champion. Uh, ninety four, ninety five. Again, uh, with the last guy that I uh, that I did uh, beating the Knicks in <laughs> the first time uh, in ninety four, uh, Ewing's first two uh, chances to uh, win a uh, win a championship. Uh, but um, and that's what uh, Harry was referring to before. I mean, these, this this that ninety four uh, championship. Uh, it was it was the uh, Elijah Juan Ewing show. Uh, they they both <laughs> carried. Uh, that um, you know the first and second, uh, would we say before the first? Uh, um, uh, would just you, had you say it
2: before Harry about what he carried a bunch of nobodies. To yeah, the, the, the first, the first
0: level. He's the first. Of,
2: I, I would say that Hakeem Olajuwon is the first and maybe the only big man to carry a team by himself to an NBA championship. Two in a row. Yeah, and um, well, he had Drexler the second time. The second and time granted, he had, Drexler, he had Drexler, yeah. Dranted, Drexler was a little older, but you look at that the, helped that helped more than yeah you look at had the year before so. you look at that ninety four team uh and and it, yeah it was it was two it was two teams that were built around really great defense and uh and two of the best centers ever going at each other yeah and um hakim was just a little better yeah and he was
0: and you know and he won both both of those championships he won uh you know was the finals mvP both, mm-hmm. uh, both years NBA most valuable player in ninety too. Uh, 12 time all-star six time en- all NBA, uh, first team three time, second team, three time, third team, two time defensive player of the year in 93 and 94 and, uh, five time all, uh, defensive first team, four time, uh, all defensive second team. Again, uh, accolades just go on, uh, and on and on. It's, uh, it's insane, but he, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it def- his footwork <laughs> and agility was, uh, was insane. Uh, and, um, Definitely, you know who knows what would have happened if if uh, Jordan didn't retire for those two years. Nah, they would have lost. To be quite honest with you, I I think Houston. That is. Yeah, no, no, I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> Look, <laughs> the, the one thing, the won. one thing, the one thing you could say about Akeem, okay, is that he beat Ewing and mm-hmm. he beat Shaq. And he beat Shaq, yeah,
1: back to back. They wouldn't have beaten Jordan. I would have been rooting for him. Uh, I certainly was. Well, yeah, I mean, I was... Uh, That's one thing I shared uh, with Nick fans is uh, hatred of...
2: I think I think that that Houston team, which beat a pretty good Orlando team in the finals. Yeah. I think that Houston team with Drexler and Hakeem and a couple of... Because I think they also had Robert Ori on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Robert Ori was
0: on the team, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think that they would have given the Bulls the best run for their money. I'm not. No, you can't ever say anybody's going to definitely beat Jordan. They would
0: have gone six or seven. But like, I, a, a, I, I minimum, think they though. would have had
2: the best chance out of any of these teams. You're probably right. You're probably right. Well,
0: there you go. Number five, Hakeem the Dream, Elijah Wan. Radio Pete, bring us to number four. I think we just mentioned his name a couple seconds ago.
1: Yeah, he was just in the picture. Uh, that is uh, one Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. Also known as, and that's my favorite nickname, the big Aristotle. The big diesel. The big diesel. Shaq Superman. Yeah. Shaq Daddy. Shaq Fu. Yeah, he's got a, he's got, he just he's made up
2: fun four fun. more nicknames for himself. Uh, yeah, Absolutely.
0: And he was just eating a skunk in a in a TV commercial. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the big
1: Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> Past acting to actin'. <laughs> What can you say about Shaquille O'Neal? Well, what can you not say about him? 15 times an all star. Well, yeah, that's really. Uh, two times scoring champ, uh, four NBA championships, 14 times an All-NBA, three times All-Defensive, uh, Rookie of the Year, 92-93, three times an MVP in the finals, 99-2000 uh, MVP, and, of course, Rookie of the Year, 92-93. Uh, 1207 games, 23.7 points per game. Uh, only 10.9 rebounds per game, which is odd, but two-and-a-half assists. It's pretty good for a big man. 58% yeah. from the field, 4.5% uh, from three-point range.
2: <laughs> and I never, uh, I never
1: won a championship without Kobe Bryant or Dwayne Wade. And you know, there's a lot of people who didn't win championships without a True. Second. 52 52.7% uh, from the free-throw line. Uh, look, Shaq was a monster. Um, he just, you know, he did maybe didn't he he didn't have as much success as he should have I guess you could say uh, but, he had a ton, um, of, look, he, had a ton he had a ton of it eighth in scoring when he was all done and 15th in rebounding at the end of a 20 year career and he talked about playing for a lot of teams he played for like nine yeah uh, but I mean we really remember him as, we remember I remember
2: as, him as a Laker and and, and, and
1: early, and on with a, early magic, eight yeah. years with the Lakers four with Orlando four with Miami couple with Phoenix. And then one each with Cleveland and Boston. He um, was just he was a he was unstoppable at times. And of course, uh, he came I, into the league at the right time too, because
2: that that era of eighties and you know early nineties centers they were all retiring. He played against some of them when he was young. In fact, he, you know he lost to Hakeem in the finals. Yeah, but yeah. then when Hakeem and Ewing and Mourning and Rick Schmitz and all of these other guys were leaving. There really wasn't a lot of big men. Now that doesn't take anything away from what what he accomplished. I think Shaq falls into the same category as Will Chamberlain in that. I think he played a little bit more timid than he probably naturally would have because he was just such a physical presence. There's never ever been a physical presence like Shaquille O'Neal on the basketball court. He was yeah. just enormous. Yeah, and, and there, there, there was
1: nobody. There was nobody. If he wanted to, he could just over anybody yeah he was literally unstoppable at times and it, look he fulfilled the you know he was a big deal at lsu and he kind of fulfilled that potential you know he did not Absolutely. disappoint did yeah. not disappoint and of course the the personality and all that goes along with well, it he's was, you, know, you, 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 you you can't not love Shaq. yeah i mean you, you you might have hated him if you know you were i um, mean he's 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 the, he's the most likable basketball, basketball
2: player of all time
1: yeah but um but you know he's and, and he did make uh, not much in the – didn't make too many good movies, but we'll forgive him for that because he did a lot of other good things. Yeah, but nobody else did on this list either. This is true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So well, uh, hey, there hey, you go.
0: Hey, Pat Ewing was in uh, was in uh, Space Jam. Yeah,
2: so. That's right. Wasn't uh, Moses Malone in Car Wash? No, I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there you go, number four, uh, the Shaq And Shaq
0: was born in uh, Jersey, too. So. Yeah, he's in Newark, right? Newark. Newark, yeah, he was born in Newark, yeah.
2: Him there and Bismarck there. Key. There you go. All right,
0: number four, Shaquille
2: O'Neal. Uh, Harry, brace number three. Number three is none other than Mr. Bill Russell. Look, he did. He only did – he had this slight he, little career. He, he didn't have that career. Good, I mean, no, like he was he, small. He, small he, played, he played 13 years in the mm-hmm. league right. and won 11 NBA championships. <laughs> and oh, by the way, three of them he won as a player coach. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look, and Bill eight, Russell. Was it eight in a
0: row or? Yeah, eight in a row, right? Right.
2: Eight, eight in a row. row. Bill Russell was the guy who kept Wilt Chamberlain from winning championships. And and you could say what you want. I really think that the greatest head-to-head rivalry in the history of the NBA was Bill Russell versus Bill Chamberlain and they played each other a lot a lot and Bill Russell had a lot of a lot of talent around him he was the leader of that team but he won 11 NBA championships he was a five time most valuable player he was a 12 time NBA all-star again 13 seasons okay and he's on the nba 25th anniversary, 35th anniversary, 50th anniversary, he'll be on the 75th anniversary, he'll be on the 100th anniversary. He was that good of a player. He was an all-around player. He was he was he never averaged more than 19 points a game or 19 points a game in in a year and his career scoring is is nowhere near some of the other players on this list, but he averaged 15.1 points a game and 22.5 rebounds a game in the regular season and in the playoffs he averaged sixteen point two points a game and twenty four point nine rebounds per game. He is one of only two players in the history of the NBA to ever have fifty rebounds in a game.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah, you, you could say you could say he did there was no other centers. He played against Wilt Chamberlain. Okay? Yeah.
1: He and was definitely you could say you could argue he was the best rebounder who ever played the game. Yeah. I think I that's mean, a reasonable argument.
2: Yeah. And and he was just one of those guys, you put him on the list of people like Yogi Berra and Michael Jordan, and obviously now Tom Brady. He just was a winner. And and look what he did off the court, and there's an, another person that's on this list who I think is is equally as important in this. Phil Russell was never afraid to speak up. And he did it in a way that balanced a very fine line. For a man speaking out on social issues in his position during this time frame, and he is still one of the smartest, most jovial, funniest ambassadors to the game that you'll ever meet, and uh, he he was unbelievable. And I, I I don't think we can really put into perspective what that is like to have won eleven championships in thir- thirteen seasons. I mean, I think the only other person who can sit next to him is Yogi Berra. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, and yes, he 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 did not, but he was he was a team player. He understood what it took to win. And yes, he had a lot of talent around them. And yes, they were a dynasty. And the, the league was not what it was today. But when I think of NBA centers and big men in this game, you, you if Bill Russell's not one of the top three or four people that. uh Roll up, roll off the tongue. Then you don't know this game.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, it's kind of a system center. He's a system center. Not <laughs> a, a dad. <laughs> that's just pretty good system. Pretty damn good system. He's <laughs> in the right place. That's for sure. It was sure. a pretty good yeah. system. Yeah. So. <laughs> I said, Bill, just go out. You know, put a few buckets in, get some rebounds. We'll take care of the rest. Hey, that's you.
2: right. You. Just, just, just drag Chamberlain up and down the court for yeah. forty-eight <laughs> yeah.
1: minutes and see, uh, keep us in the game. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, that's one of those things you go. But you look at his record against Wilt, and you go, "How is that possible?" Yeah, he I mean, could would, have they were, that kind of success. You know, I against- mean, Wilt's, Wilt's numbers were obviously better, but
2: okay. Russell was—he was just a good defensive player, and he yeah. knew, and he also understood the game. Absolutely, he understood he had- what it took. He knew how to make every person on that court better. And everybody that he's ever played with will tell you that.
0: Sure, proof positive. He was the he was the coach for the right. last uh, right. four years, uh, four or five years, and won, won three yep. uh, championships as a player and a coach. Yeah, <laughs> so just insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't think you're gonna.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't think you would ever have seen Shaq become a player coach with the you know the, <laughs> the Boston Celtics at the age of forty years old. Yeah, but yeah, unbelievable. Bill Russell. There you go.
0: Bill Russell. And, and by the
2: three. way, he's, I think the only person on this list. Oh no, probably one of two people on this list to have ever been awarded the presidential medal of bon. freedom. Yeah. absolutely.
0: number three, Bill Russell, uh, I will take number two. Number two is Wilt, the stilt, Wilt, the, uh, stilt, uh, Wilton Norman Chamberlain. Uh, he, he was, uh, drafted, uh, in the, uh, territorial draft in, uh, 59, uh, selected by, uh, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Warriors, uh, that became the San Francisco Warriors and obviously ultimately the Golden State Warriors. But, uh, he, um, his first year he played, uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, so that was, uh, that was a little interesting, but, uh, yeah, his, uh, <laughs> two-time NBA champion, uh, in 67 and 72, you know, the, the, the uh, a couple of years that, uh, he broke the streak with the Celtics. <laughs> he, he broke the streak with the Celtics, yeah. They, they would have, Celtics would have had... Uh, he was the Hakeem Olajuwon of his era. <laughs> there you go. Celtics would have had 10 in her row if it wasn't for the 67 championship that uh, that uh, that Wilt won. Uh, NBA Finals, MVP in 72. Uh, four-time uh, M- NBA MVP. Four-time NBA Most Valuable Player. 13-time uh, All-Star. Uh, NBA uh, all-star game, MVP in 1960, seven-time all-team, uh, all, uh, all-NBA first team, uh, three-time second team, two-time Defensive uh, all-defensive first team, rookie of the year in 1960, uh, seven-time NBA scoring champion, seven years in a row, 60 through 66, 11-time NBA rebounding champion, uh, all in the, uh, almost every year in the 60s uh, and, and a few in the 70s as well. Uh, assist leader in 68, uh, a member of the 35th anniversary team, the 50th anniversary team, and his number 13 was retired by the Golden State Warriors, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, he has 31,419 points in his career and 23,924 rebounds and and uh, uh, approaching 5,000 assists. It's, uh, his his stats are ridiculous. Uh, hundred points in a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. who scores hundred points in a game. You know, I mean, anybody shooting and and any of these kids shooting threes uh, and and making them, they're still not shooting hundred points in a game. Uh, you know, fifty nine points and a half.
1: <laughs> he had uh, thirty six field goals, uh, and and uh, and that's with guys trying to stop him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't just out there throwing the ball. Well, if, if, well, if, well if, they,
2: criti- they criticized him as, as as not passing the ball. And the next year,
1: he went out and led the league in assists. In assists. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right.
1: So. Yeah, if, I mean, I, there was, if you remember, uh, David Robinson one year won the, I think he won the scoring title. And he put up like 73 points in his last game. Yeah. yeah, but there were guys that were kind of like, "Oh, lay," you know, the game yeah. was out of reach, yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, go ahead, David. Put," you know, I think he, he uh,
2: averaged more than fifty points a game one year. Yeah, yeah, many averaged. years. years. Wilt
0: was Wilt forty-five. Was put, he he had forty-five games with fifty points or more in nineteen sixty-two.
1: Yeah, but Wilt was putting it. My point is, he was putting in his hundred when guys were legitimately trying to stop him every time, right? <laughs> Not kind of letting him, you know. Yeah, they were. They, a,
0: they, they he didn't put up forty, and then he said, oh, you know, go ahead, knock yourself out." The right? No, the no, they, no, were, they stopped,
1: were. They were on him the whole game. All hundred points, they were on him.
0: Unbelievable. Just, just. I, I mean, I could sit here for about, oh, probably shit, uh, half an hour and read you all of his stats, but you get the idea. Just an insane,
1: uh, you know. Well, oh, and he, and he don't was, forget the twenty thousand. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... That, Maybe that, the most impressive stat at all. The most impressive stat at all. Self-reported, admittedly, but still, I have, no, yeah. I have
0: no reason. And I that was in one weekend.
2: I thought his total rebounds was 23,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, for those of you that know what we're talking about, you're getting a laugh, that's all. So anyway, but uh, in any event, yeah, there you go. Um, Wilt the Stilt, just, just an incredible... <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, just uh, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for our number one, he would be number one, you know, and yeah. that's really what it boils down to. So number a, lot, two. a
2: lot of great big men on this list. And there's not so many anymore, but maybe there's a return. Maybe there is a return.
0: There, it could be coming. It could be coming soon. We will see. But there you go for tonight. Number 2 Wilt we'll still will Chamberlain. There you
1: go. Peter, bring us to number one number one who else could it be uh, mm, except for uh kareem and Ab- i'll say his middle name abdul jabbar well i actually don't know if that was his middle name uh kareem abdul jabbar or you might know him as lou al if you are uh lou years Alcindor old jr so. um what can you say uh about kareem abdul jabbar um there he is, there is. yeah uh look 19 times an all-star that's i think more than anybody. Um yeah. how many MV- <laughs> how many MVPs? 6 MVPs. There you go. How many rings Six. on those fingers? 6 championships. There you go. Two times the finals MVP. 11 times all defensive team. 15 times all NBA. 4 times uh, led the league in blocks. Two times a scoring champ. And that was, I think, before he got to the Lakers where he was still with the Bucs. And I think
2: he also won a couple championships in college. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, just 1,560 games, 24.6 points per game. is 55% from the field, 11 rebounds per game, three and a half assists per game, and two and a half blocks. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could – He's certainly in the conversation as the greatest player of all time. But- I agree,
2: and 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 for me, when I say that, people, you know, the, the, the younger people, especially, don't understand why I, I say that he get well, he get he does not get the deserved, at least to be in the argument with Jordan for the, as the best player of all time. Granted, maybe there's there's something that isolates Jordan from that, but. Kareem was amazing. He was absolutely amazing, and he was
1: he was one of a kind. And, right, and we should also mention he was seven feet two inches tall. Yeah, um, but he was not a bruiser to the basket type of guy. No, uh, he he had much more finesse, much more touch. He, you know, kind of well. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He, he did invented. Invent,
2: he invented a shot
1: that Will well, Chamberlain couldn't block. Yep. Supposedly, George Mike and Mike and had a credit- slightly didn't have the skyhook. Mike, right? Had, it was Mike similar in, could, though. Could shoot the hook shot. He hooked shot. It, it with was, both. Hands. It was kind of, yeah. It was kind of the predecessor to yeah. the skyhook. But you're right. He created a shot. He said well, there's got to be a way to, to to figure out how to put this up, and he put it up, and he he invented the skyhook as it existed at the time. And those maybe maybe, maybe one of the best outlet
2: passers too. In yeah, and those I mean, short time Laker days, it was like he was like Randy Johnson firing a fastball down the court, and, and he was, could
1: run the floor. He could do absolutely because, everything.
2: I mean, and, I, and I think his longevity. A lot of times, players play for a long time and their numbers go down. Absolutely, I mean, his, right. his two his two Kareem's finals. MV- long, Kareem's longevity has
0: to be part of the equation. Here. Absolutely, his two finals MVPs were fourteen years apart.
1: As a big man,
2: as a yeah. center.
1: Yeah, I mean really if you 7185. <laughs> if you look at the last 3 years of his career. Okay. Uh 17 and a half, 14 and a half and 10 points in 88-89. Other than that as far as you know his average over 20 every single year. I and mean, he basically played in 3 decades of basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean you're right if you play long enough, you will put up numbers. Right, well, you'll put up numbers, yeah. but your averages will eventually
2: go down. Right, you know, you'll have those years
1: where you're more of a role. But he player. was remarkably consistent at, at a high, high level. You know, yeah. uh, I,
0: I think this. I think when he was. In this shot, oh, when he was dishing to Peter Graves, I think was uh, probably one of his best. Well, the things. best
2: the best thing about that is when he stands up and he has his shorts, his basketball shorts, and, yeah. and knee pads on,
1: and the, and then they uh, when they carry him out through the aisle, and, the right, guy, and the, he had the goggles on. Goggles were on too, like wrong, too yeah. That's
0: right. folks. You listen to the uh, audio podcast? We have a picture up of his uh, airplane. Uh, and by, and by the way, he's
2: written a number of books. He's an he's an incredible writer. He he he's, he is he like, he he took a lot of shit for being somebody who spoke his mind and was, and he is an intellectual without a doubt, probably the oh, yeah. smartest basketball player to ever play the game. Sure. He is an incredible writer. I, I, I've read a number of his books. He's really good. He, he has a really interesting story to tell. His biography is really good, but he, he's an interesting cat. And I think he's, you know, he's not perfect. Everybody's had their, but I think what's amazing about Kareem is that he's grown over the years. And I think much like Bill Russell, he's done a lot for the game outside of the court and after his career was over. And he's, um, he's just, I think he's an incredible human being. You don't really, you know, when he changed his name, there were people that he was getting death threats.
1: Oh yeah. People absolutely hated him.
2: Unbelievable to think back. It's not that long ago, but it's, it's sad, but yet he was, he, he was tough. He was he was a stoic guy. Again, you know, we talk about Patrick Ewing not giving much to the press or not being much of a of a, of a, a jovial. He was the opposite of Shaq. He was the opposite of Bill Russell. Yep, yep. He, was, he
1: wasn't even as jovial as Wilt. I mean, he, right. he was all business. Yeah. And, and probably the best actor on this list. Absolutely. Yeah, say so. And he absolutely. was not particularly good, but he was better than anybody else. Well, so he's there. more yeah. diverse. He could do kung fu movies. Well, Ewing, yeah. Ewing did have that's one
0: true. line in in Space Jam, so I mean, and he nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it.
1: He did, but yeah. He so. could, he could, he could do. Well, look, he he did comedy, which is harder than drama, everyone says. Right. And he he could be an action star. There you go. Well, oh, Wilt was an action
2: star too. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, I me mean, in more kick, ways than one. Didn't he kick Chuck Norris's ass in that movie? <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. I think right, and then he lost, uh, then he got beat up by Bruce Lee. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, something like that. He was he was so great, great on, in on maybe they were movies. I don't know. On Golden was it, Pond, was
2: it Will Chamberlain? And on Golden Pond, <laughs> Will
0: Chamberlain was on Golden Pond. Yeah, <laughs> Henry Fonda and Will
1: Chamberlain were. They, he the he played the mail the mailman <laughs> who came over <laughs> in the mailboat, right? Norman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and Slater House rules. Maybe his uh, is two best dramatic roles. Right. Yeah. yeah, he was he was good.
2: He was great on the Gilmore Girls. Uh,
3: One
2: day at a time. Was
0: he on that? It was on one day at a time, yeah. He was uh, hanging out with uh, Schneider. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, there you go. References. (laughs) uh, Number
1: one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Number one, Mr. Lou Alcindor Jr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There you go. And that's our top ten list for today. Um, And that brings us to our... Follow-up segment of oh, old uh, what? By the way, one hundred seven eighty-nine. The final of the Knicks. One hundred seven eighty-nine. So the Knicks came back and scored
1: one hundred seven. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just took some of Orlando's points. <laughs> they they, just, they Orlando's. just they just they see five hundred and they go, we. Yeah,
0: that's not for us. Not we want to creep up again. Too, up, 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 Too up, soon. Too soon. One step. One step forward. One step back. That's.
1: Awesome. They're allergic to five hundred. Exactly.
0: But let's uh, let's uh, shift this over to old balls. Old balls. Harry, who's our old balls winner for this week?
2: This week's recipient of old balls, in keeping with our top ten theme, is none other than Mr. Dan Issel. That's right, Dan Issel. We probably know more for as his, for his playing days with the the Denver Nuggets. Played for the Kentucky Colonels for five years before the Denver Nuggets. Played most of his time in the ABA, but did play in the NBA as well and is the all-time leading scorer at the University of Kentucky. When he retired, only Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Julius Irving had more career points. I think Dan Issel is the one guy that no one knows about. He he is 11th all-time on the scoring list when you combine the ABA and the NBA all-time players. And... You know, he scored over 27,500 27, points in his career. He averaged, you know, he averaged, I, I believe, 20 and 10 in his career. Uh, obviously never won a championship. You know, the Nuggets were one of those teams that, that were kind of changing the game in the, in the, in the sort of high-octane, score-first, um, up-tempo, uh, fast break kind of basketball that was coming out of the ABA in those days. But make no doubt about it, Dan Issel was a hard nose basketball player and one of the toughest basketball players ever. And and maybe maybe the second greatest Denver nugget of all time. Um he 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 was fantastic. And 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 it's it's interesting to see him that he just scored that many points in his career. It's just, I think he goes unnoticed, and he fits right into the theme of this uh, of this segment. His uh, his number's retired by the Denver Nuggets. He's in uh, the the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, and is obviously in the NBA Hall of Fame. Um, Dan Issel, I I think one of the most unsung players in the history history of the NBA. And by the way, he averaged over twenty-two points and 10, 10 rebounds a, 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 in the playoffs. And he coached when he was done too, right? He coached. He was another guy who, who was a who was who was a coach. He he he's 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 kind of a legend. I think his legend is fading a little bit just because of time here with the Nuggets. But he he was on a team of you know he sort of straddled the line when when a lot of different guys came in. He was kind of the elder statesman by the time that the Alex Englishes and the uh, came into the league, and the, but he he was he was a solid basketball player, and he was a, kind of an undersized center to some degree. He's like six nine, but he was he's definitely a center, and um, one of the one of the best to ever play the game. I think uh, if, you know if we had a top twenty, he'd definitely be on my list. Yeah, he would be.
0: Well, there you go. This week's old balls. Old balls ansel there you go all right well that wraps up basketball for this evening should we jump into some hot stove baseball what do you think
3: sure
2: what I are mean, I like, what, what, what are we now is there anything going on well,
0: there's a few things I mean I I, I want to bring something up uh, I, I want your opinion on it I mean there's some other stuff to talk about but I want to bring up this first Um you know I, I don't know how much you you uh, hear about it harry out out in denver uh and and what you what you seen baseball whatever, out but... we're in a morning period out here <laughs> when it comes to baseball <laughs> but uh specifically speaking of the mets uh i just want to bring up uh, there's there's been a huge part of the fan base that is ripping steve cohen i mean the man's owned the team for 3 months right and you know i know he's the savior and everything else and we all believe it and it's going to happen but when he did his introductory press conference, he said he wants – his desire is to bring a championship to the Mets within the next three to five years. Anything longer than that would be a disappointment. And he said he wants to build from within and a consi- have a consistent, consistently competing multiple championship team going forward. But the first championship that he uh, – you want to call it a promise? Obviously, he didn't You know, guarantee a championship, but he says that he wants – he wants to see one in the next three to five years. Anything longer would be a disappointment. His words in the opening press conference. There's, there's a lot, large number to fan base that's just ripping him for not signing Bauer, not offering more money and getting Bauer. He not, tried. Not offering more money and getting Springer. Not even making a move to go after Real Muto. And basically looking at this offseason as a disappointment. Now, I'll give you my take first, and then I want both of yours. First of all, I think that's complete horseshit. Okay, because this offseason and the signings that the Mets did are probably one of the best offseason off seasons as far as signings go in okay. Mets history. Number one, uh, did we get any of the top three names uh, on the free agents list? No, but Bauer didn't want to come here. I think the Springer. We've talked about this before. Bauer did not want to come here. He wasn't coming here. He was going to Dodgers. He was using us for Springer the wanted to stay in the American Springer League. Springer wanted to stay in the American League, and. And I think the Jared Porter thing had a little to do with it because of the timing and everything else. And Real Muto, you know what? I mean, for what they got coming down the pipe, uh, McCann, and I said it from November, McCann was a better bet. And so so whatever. I mean, you know, I don't think they're listening to me or anything that I wrote and everything else, but the bottom line is I, I think they made the right move there. But between Lindor
2: and Trevor
0: May and all the other signings. I mean, got, Lindor alone
2: on any other – you know, I mean, that would be big if the Yankees were able to get. Him. Sure. I mean, that's huge. That's like the equivalent of getting a rod in his prime. Right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, the, look, the, the, Bauer, the Yankees Bauer, signing... was, Bauer wasn't coming to the Mets. Right. Bauer wasn't coming to the Mets.
0: And 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 I think it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous that a lot of these Mets fans and a lot of these groups and, and, that I'm in and I see and you hear it on the radio and everybody bitching in when they call and, and everything else. I just think it's absolute, complete horseshit that that they're they're taking out. Would they think he was going to wave a magic wand, dump $400 million, and buy a championship this year, the first that he owns the well,
2: team? You have to remember, too, this was a, a Mets team that had a bunch of people in their ownership rank who were all begging somebody to come in and bail them out because they were losing money writing checks out of their own pocket. I mean, you could sure. listen to Bill Maher talk about this on his show. The, the this guy, it's it was it's not an easy thing in today's age to buy a pro sports team and then commit yourself to paying these guys what what they're deserving to be paid. Right. And um, exactly. I think I, I look this the the this might be the best Mets lineup going into the season. Talking pitching potential pitching with people coming back from injuries and with recent acquisitions that, that just their actual lineup this is has to be the best Mets team in the last 30 years
0: yeah I, I completely agree uh,
2: and for and for that alone the way the way I always say this is who, who are the teams that always have seem to always have good off seasons yeah the Red Sox the Dodgers but the team that always leads that list is the Yankees sure the Mets had a better offseason than the Yankees by far
0: they definitely did they definitely did
2: uh, I mean, you you guys did
0: sign. Yeah, you, know, you guys. <laughs> the Yankees did sign uh, uh, Lene, Justin, yeah. Will, Justin Wilson uh, the other day. So. Yeah. But uh, who I think the Mets actually should have re-signed,
2: but the Yankees. Justin Wilson's gonna, not Francisco Lindor.
0: But Justin Wilson's not Francisco Lindor. No, not at all. And, and I mean, you know, <laughs> unless Francisco Lindor is going to play shortstop coming out of the bullpen. But, you know, okay. the, uh, the the bottom line is that they had a great off season, probably one of the best, if not definitely one of the best, if not the best in, in franchise history. And, and there's people out there that are just, you know, uh, you know, complaining about it. And I I think it's unjust and ridiculous. So
1: just to make this fun, I'll take the flip side of the coin. Go for it. Although I agree with you, John, although not quite as vehemently, I think this was an excellent off season for the Mets, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'll take the flip side of the coin. Just, to make it fun, what but the first I want to point out: I'm thrilled that the logo looks like it's sitting right on the top shelf, right on of the top my little top of the clothes shelf? rack thing there. Yeah, I love how that works. Well,
0: out. you know who helped me out
2: with that, right? No, Maria Conda.
0: Maria Conda, right there. Oh she, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: She, she she's she's. This room's going to look very different in six or eight months. That that logo is the
0: logo where it's sitting is bringing me joy. Does it smoke
3: joy?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's what I'll say about the Mets uh, off season. <laughs> Uh, Lindor, that was great. Best shortstop in the game, maybe you bring him in exactly, but there's not enough of that. McCann's a nice player, but he's not real. Muto, uh, George Springer, you could say, Oh, he never wanted to come here, and you could say Bauer was just using the Mets. If you really wanted to get him here, you'd get him here because, as Don Oldmeyer said, the answer to all the questions is money. Hmm. The Mets didn't do a good enough job, you lost out on the top three free agents, and you haven't signed Lindor yet. So uh, he may or may not stick around for next season. Uh, Who else did you get in? Wait a minute. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Uh, Kevin Pillar. Yeah, that's a wonderful addition. Uh, May, the pitcher. Yeah, okay. You still haven't addressed your pitching needs, really. You brought in a nice catcher, a uh, second-tier guy. Fine, that's fine. But uh, this isn't a great offseason. You missed out on the big three, and you try to put together a winner. You got to do better. You got to do better. You got to get those guys here. Um, Yeah, successful? Sure. Great? No. More of a failure than a success? Yeah, I think you can make that argument. That's the devil's advocate side. I
0: I I understand what you're saying. I do, believe me. I think that a lot of things hinged on Bauer. I think that the bottom line was that they were figuring that they wanted to they want to resign Lindor. They have to resign Conforto. That there's money that's gonna go there. They're gonna be over the they're gonna be over the luxury tax threshold next year. It's gonna happen. If they sign these guys, if they re sign these guys. And they wanted Bauer, I think, more than Springer is where what it would have boiled down to. And I think they didn't go that extra mile to get Springer because they thought they were gonna be able to land Bauer. No, that was obviously a miscalculation. Obviously, you call that a failure. Sure. And if you if you if you flip it, if you flip it, and and Bauer was off the market first, and they were still dealing with with Springer, I, I I think they get Springer. I think he's here. Um and 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 granted, you know, what I, oh, and I, I think the, Bauer as... if Bauer had tipped his hand a little bit more, where they actually were able to read him and say, oh, you know what, he wasn't, he wants to go to Dodgers. It's really not going to. We, we'll, we'll try, but it's really not. Gonna well, wasn't he here.
1: the guy that was the selling Mets hats or something selling Mets hats? The... He was trolling Mets yeah. on, yeah, and, and he's been so, doing it long. Uh, too long. Yeah. They didn't make it happen, you know, yeah. and and as far as the the Jared Porter thing goes. You know that was an error in judgment too. They're off to an at, at the very most uh, an auspicious start.
0: Well, you know what I mean. They'll sure have they, to do better. I'm sure they.
1: I, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we're not seeing,
0: and, and, and some and some bills, if you will, and some other crap that uh, will Pond leftovers that they need to, you know, clean up, so to speak. Uh, but
1: uh, look, uh, what... McCann will probably be a good player. That's that's fine. If Lindor if, if McCann walks, McCann is an amazing improvement walks... at catcher. So yeah, but it's not Lindor... real Muto. But
0: he's still an amazing improvement.
1: If Lindor walks, then this offseason is a disaster. Right.
0: Well, that's the, that's the benchmark right there. If they don't re-sign Lindor and they can't re-sign Conforto, even though he had right. nothing to do with this offseason, well, then this
1: offseason was a, fail, a complete failure. Yeah. Well, uh, even if I – and mean, they might sign Conforto. But uh, my point is you're one step away from this offseason being a complete disaster. I can't call that a huge success. I, I just I,
2: – I would say there's only two teams that had a better – Offseason, San
0: Diego mark. and Los Angeles.
2: Well, San Diego, maybe I would say the Dodgers, especially with Turner resigning. And I think you have to put the Cardinals up there because they basically stole they stole Arenado, yeah, Arenado for absolutely
1: nothing. I mean, it was Fernando Tatis just got a big deal. Did you see that? Yeah, so yeah, I, years, I think
2: San Diego is definitely invested, but other than that, I think the Mets are right up
1: there. Yeah, you're right, Bauer. I, I think it's not. I agree. I agree. You, you need to get one
2: of the big three.
1: Yeah, it's a logical argument, though. That's my point. Because you know, right. uh, uh, John, we talked to Patch Coat Phil, uh, what's uh, uh, Patchman Phil, Patchman Phil, uh, and that was you know that was kind of his argument. And I started thinking about it and kind of trying to look at it from a different angle. And again, I, I agree. This was a damn good offseason for the Mets, but there's a certain logic to what he was saying that I just couldn't escape. So that's why I wanted to play the devil's advocate here tonight, Gotcha. because you can Listen, they didn't get any of the big three. Lindor, you don't know if he's going to be around. You know, it could all fall apart sure. and turn to shit. But right. I don't think that's going to happen. You could say that so, about almost
2: any team. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true.
1: But you that's know, true. again, it's 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 an argument. I I think you know it's hyperbole to say it was a horrible off season. No, uh, I, I but, think you're uh, right. I think I think the Padres they they they're a better team. Yeah, um, they did a really good job. <laughs> it cost them some money, but right. But I think, um, I think
0: as it stands right now, the, the the Mets and the Braves are probably floating around, tied at third in the in the in the uh, National League uh, behind the Dodgers and the. Uh, look, and, and I'm uh, reading an
2: article right right here. That's uh, that's the three most improved teams heading into 2021, and at the top of that list is the New York Mets. Yeah. And I
1: kind of agree with it. You know, uh, look, they they brought in better offensive catcher. They brought in big offense at shortstop, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, um, who did they trade in that? Uh, Rosario. Rosario and and Carlos Carlos Carrasco is a good acquisition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's see, that's the piece that I think kind but of that goes
0: in. without anybody thinking because he came in the Lind- Lindor trade and right.
2: And, and look, and, you, you got Carrasco, Degrom, Stroman, and if
1: what's his but, name could Gr- come back, Cindergard comes back.
2: Cindergard comes back. Comes back. But, uh, Who has a better s- s- first four?
1: But uh, Carrasco's totally. a little bit of a question mark. He didn't have a great. Year he struck out thirty
2: percent of his hitters.
1: And they had a 291 year. Yeah, and and he's got a good history too. I listen, I, I agree with you guys. It was I a good a offseason. Season, it I wasn't great. I wanna...
2: had had they look, if I think had the Mets landed Springer or Bauer, if they landed Bauer alone and with everything else that they did, then yeah, it's hands down. Sure. Mm, yeah. I if think they landed that, Springer with everything else they did.
1: It's 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 a day. matter of it's a matter of perspective, is my point. Right. Just, you, know, you look at it from a different angle, you go, know, This is kind of a disaster. Or, yeah. or you know, potentially a disaster.
2: And it I seems think, like this, I think the, the more dodgers, realistic dodgers viewpoint, to,
1: yeah, is you know. that it's a pretty good offseason. Well, we 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 talked
0: about this Pete when we did the when the, we did the Mets corner there when when Patchman Phil came on. Uh, as far as Bauer goes, um, you know, last year, yeah, he had a lights out he had a lights out year last year. Uh, you know, and granted, it was a short year, obviously, but he had a lights out year. He had a Cy Young winning year, uh, but his his overall complete. Career numbers. He's no Degrom. Or no, not at all. Not not even close. No, and, I think I was comparing and, him to Carrasco, right? No, we were comparing him to Jake Odorizzi.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. His
0: numbers to they compare were... to Jake Odorizzi were almost identical. Virtually identical. Numbers. I still Her think the numbers.
1: I still think the Dodgers are the team to beat in the National League. Hmm. I mean, well, they, it might it might be the Padres. It, it, it's going to. I don't think uh, the Padres the might have the pitching that the Dodgers do,
2: or the experience. That Dodgers lineup is just it's insane, especially it's with. New. And, and, and they don't rely only on the long ball. They have like a little bit of everything and they're all good. And it pisses me off. Yeah.
3: Well,
2: I mean, they got, they went out
0: and they got, you know, a couple of uh, depth players, you know, everybody's saying, oh, you know. The, I'll, the I'll Padres
2: run. are young and they don't know any better. And that's what makes them dangerous. Right.
0: So, well, and then one, one other, uh, one other note. I mean, everybody's talking about this, still this, uh, this uh, idea of uh, uh, Bryant uh Chris Bryant uh being traded and everything else um which McCaught the Cubs president of uh, baseball operations he's like uh, yeah not not currently engaged in any trade talks with the Mets or anybody um so either he's full of shit or or the press is <laughs> so uh one or the other there but uh, the only other thing i want to say is there there's still a lot of talk uh with uh Taiwan Walker um Mets are high on bringing him in too and that would that would round out that uh that
1: pitching that starting rotation as well. Any has anybody heard anything else about Justin Turner?
0: He signed with the Dodgers. He signed with the Dodgers.
1: Oh, he did. Okay. There we yeah. go. Yeah, he signed with the
2: That's Dodgers. why I'm saying I think the Dodgers they they had a really you know, they they got how do you say it? Corey Nebel, Nebel Nebel, I don't know, and and Trevor Bauer and they were able to keep Turner. I
1: mean, David
0: it, Price is their number five or six starting rotation guy.
1: <laughs> that's why I give. That's why I give the. He's not even bad in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> right. He used to suck in the playoffs. And and, and the Padres got, got, got that home.
0: It's disgusting the rotation <laughs> they the Padres have. Padres really got <laughs>
2: some guys who I you don't know what they're going to do. Right. You know, is you Darvish? What you Darvish are you going to get? Is Blake Snell going to have another light
1: out season? Uh, and if they, they do, they're going to yeah, be. But yeah, but anybody on that right. staff is going to benefit from that offense, right? Is my question. You know, right. so again, that's not going to make them, you know, lower their ERAs necessarily, right. but it's going to, you know, they just pitch moderately well. They're probably going to get more wins than they would on a lot of other teams, right?
0: That, I think that that that's don't your, have that kind of
1: firepower. Well,
0: that's your that's your one and two out west in the National League West. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, where where do you think Colorado sits out there? Um.
2: They're gonna have. They're gonna lose hundred games this year. They're gonna
0: lose hundred. Yeah. Sweet
2: yeah. tickets will be cheap. I mean, I'm looking at the the major league power rankings. Uh, well, yeah, tickets will be cheap. Um,
1: <laughs> but um, I know. think uh, if we all, we all get vaccinated, we should take a trip out there and we'll, I, all go to a game together. I, I, well, I, I the, the tickets
2: are always easy, even when they're great. But uh, I, I think I think the Rockies are
1: top bottom my, three. My nephew lives out there too. Yeah. Oh, nice! We, we can crash. We can crash with a.
2: but look there we go. the go. the 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 sad part about the Rockies is that they had two of the top infielders in the game. Yeah, you know, and and I I still think Trevor. I still think before the beginning of the season, Trevor's story is going to be somewhere else.
0: I believe it. I believe um, it. They're they're just they're they're tearing it down, and 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 this is
2: this is what the Rockies do. Mm-hmm. This is what the, the Rockies have had a lot of talent come through here. They just can't seem to put a team together. Um and they had it. they had the they had the makings of this a couple of years back and they just couldn't they just couldn't build upon it. And uh, you know, I mean the, I think between them the Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates they're going to be the worst teams and, and the the the, the, Lion, the Tigers maybe I don't know the Orioles. Maybe maybe it'll be a little better than the Orioles. The
0: Orioles are probably a little bit better, but I think the biggest issue that I have with Arenado getting, you know, being just you know traded away for nothing, and uh, not even that, just traded away in general, is what do I, you know, uh, now now I now I have a uh, purple Rockies jersey with Arenado on the back. Yeah, that'd be worth something. You got to keep it. <laughs> so,
2: Get a Trevor Story before gotta, he's gone. Grab one of them too. Huh? Look, the the Rockies have a way. Their, their farm team is always really good. They always bring up young players. Look, Lemayhu came from the Rockies. Arenado, I mean, at one point, the Rockies had Arenado, Story, and Lemayhu in their infield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yes, so, they did it. you know, and, and this bullshit about, oh, it's it's only, you know, they only, they play half their games away. So it's not like you know they're hitting three forty at home and and two ten on the road. Right. Uh, these are good baseball players. I mean, uh, there are baseball insiders who think Nolan Adderado, Arenado is not only the best third baseman in, in the game right now, but maybe one of the best third basements ever played the game. He's that good defensively,
3: right.
2: and he's a hell of a hitter. He had a bad year last year, but a lot of guys had a weird year last year because it was a weird year. So we'll see. I I, I think the Cardinals are. Look, they, it, that was the heist of the century. That was yeah. definitely a, a heist. That's for sure. But this is what sports is becoming. Yeah, I want yeah. out. Tough shit. You get nothing. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and teams are you know willing to go even farther too. Well, the Rockies
0: are
2: just dumping. I mean, look, they're 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 They're, they're,
0: they're, clean house. they're tearing
2: it. The other thing too is that in these middle market teams, which Colorado is, Colorado's a u- Denver's a huge sports city, mm-hmm. but. They don't have the residual income that they can use. Even the Mets struggled. That's why they sold the team. In when you can't put people in the seats with a hot dog and a twenty dollar beer in their hand, it's really hard to pay to, to make money to pay these guys. You know, and, and the Rockies are involved in a multi million dollar development across the across 20th Street from the stadium. He cares more about that than he does about this team, and because that's gonna make him money. And they'll be bad for a couple of years, and then the Rockies will be right back. They'll be on the verge again, and the same thing will happen. It's it's a it's it's a broken record.
0: My biggest issue uh, by the stadium in in Denver is is the place that closed oh, uh, yeah. two, two blocks away. So yeah, yeah, uh, that really sucked. Well, yeah. listen,
1: here's some some good news for you Orioles fans. Uh. I don't know if you read they signed uh, Matt Harvey to a minor league deal so that's awesome Cal Ripken's coming back he's probably going to be their number two that's That's right By the time it's all said and done
0: number two in triple A
1: no probably in Baltimore (laughs) (laughs) for uh, some reason though the
2: the, the Orioles always at least win one game in a series against the Yankees the Yankees just can't seem to, to you know it's just it's yeah as bad as they are they just can't seem to roll them no no, they can't. They can't. Um, but As of right now, who who who's, who's top three teams and at the National League top three teams? American League.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm honestly gonna go uh, National League. I'm gonna go Dodgers, Padres, Mets. That's my.
2: It's fair. How about American uh, League? League?
0: American League.
3: Uh,
0: um. Twins, Yankees. Twins, not uh, twins. Rays. <laughs> it's like, it's T in Tampa Kirby, and sort Kirby, Twins Kirby, Kirby Puckett's coming, coming back, back. Yeah. and uh, and <laughs> yeah, and Harmon Kilo- and Harmon Killebrew's gonna make an appearance too. Uh, no, uh, tw- uh, Tampa, uh, Tampa. I saw the T and I said, uh, yeah, uh, Tampa Yankees,
2: <sighs> Astros,
0: yeah, Astros, Astros.
2: You know the Twins, The, Angels... the, the Twins are up there.
0: The twins are up there. Twins wouldn't been if you said top five. I I'd throw the twins in there. And and, and, and a I'd lot lie. of people,
2: a lot of people are hot on the White Sox.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I've heard to that too. They made some moves, but I don't know. I don't know. Indians made a bunch of moves. Indians got Indians got a bunch of players. Indians pulled players from the Twins and the Red Sox. Uh, when they got uh, Indians, got, White, uh, White Sox Benendetti have a good young team. And uh, they did sign Adam Rosario from. Uh, uh, yeah, the Indians have two Rosarios on the team. <laughs> okay. Rosario Dawson and <laughs> Rosario Dawson and yeah and uh, yeah. Uh,
2: Eddie Eddie Rosario and uh, and Ahmad. Uh,
0: I think the American
1: League is going to be interesting because I, I think Toronto is going to be there. Yeah, I was going to say you could probably put the Blue Jays up just because of their offense. I mean, uh, you know, good pitching beats good. The American offense. American
0: League's the league. a little bit more, a little bit more. I don't want to say diluted, a little bit more top heavy than the National League. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, but I would say the uh, the Rays are still up there. I'm I'm am th- the Yankees are oh, the Yankees are there. I mean, no, they didn't make. I mean, the worse, Rays, but the, they have but, to. But the know? Rays
2: lost arguably their two best pitchers. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, I'm, can you really say that without Snell and Morton, they're they're the same team? I mean, they still have what's his name? Uh, uh, what's a Tyler uh, Glass now? Whatever is. Yeah. I, I don't know if the I, and the Rays sort of remind me of the 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 Kansas city Royals from a bunch of years back when they just, it seemed like they had all of these guys playing at the height and then they all scattered and they lost some pieces. And then the guys, oh yeah, they won the world around. series and
0: then then uh, they yeah. tore, tore it down.
2: And that's what the Rays <laughs> sort of reminded me of. They were this team that was just playing way to me. They were playing way above what they should have been playing. Now I still think they're going to be a good team, but I I I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I mean, we, we, you I'm, hoping, think, I'm hoping that the Rays and the Astros took a little bit of a step down because I think the Yankees sort of stayed where they were. I don't yeah. think they're any better than they were. I think that you have teams like Minnesota and Chicago who are probably made some some. But I mean, you asked me top
0: five. I'm putting. I'm putting. Uh, do you I'm think the Min- do you I'm think the Yankees Minnesota. are the
2: favorite to win the American League? Uh,
0: if you if you want me to put them in order, I'm putting the I'm. I'm putting the Yankees at least two, if not one. Okay. And uh, with the uh, yeah. with
1: the
2: with the Rays and with the
0: Rays and the Strows. So yeah. that's where I'm at. And then you know, and then right behind them though are the Twins.
2: Yep. Uh, you know, the Twins, the White Sox, the, the, the you know the Indians too. I mean, the Blue Jays. Uh, then uh, you know, the Ameri- maybe, the, maybe the, the Angels. The will American find League
0: Central is going to be an interesting division, and and yeah. the East too. But the East Central is 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 going to be an interesting. Uh, Is going to be an interesting division.
2: Yeah, Pete. I mean, the the Indians definitely lost. I mean, obviously with Lindor and
1: Brad Hand, and they lost a lot of pieces. This is true. Um, Yeah, it's. um, I think Dodgers and Padres and. I think I mean, the Mets and the Braves are kind of a toss-up. Uh, yeah, well, that's
0: what I said before. There, you you can tie them at three.
2: I'm I'm throwing the yeah, Mets the, Yeah, don't just... underestimate
1: the the Braves. They seem to just no, no, no. Their pitching just seems to always be sure. good. Sure. I think. Uh, yeah, I would probably. Um, I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees, right? So.
2: But I think the Yankees way. overperformed last year, especially based on the amount of injuries that they had. Um, but I think they found some new, uh, some new. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, if, if we're running under the assumption that you know every team, let's say for the just for the sake of the argument, you know, avoids the big major injuries or whatever, I think the Yankees have got a chance to be um, a better team than they were last year. So I mean, do you I think- would put? I would put them the. Blue Jays, uh, probably the Astros or the White Sox, I guess. Yeah. I I don't think the Rays are going to be as good. Yeah, neither do Uh, I. I would maybe put them, you know, maybe fourth, maybe ahead of the White Sox maybe, but I I, I, I think think they're around fourth or fifth. I think you're going to see the Dodgers and the Padres
2: have incredible records because other than themselves – I think they're going to beat up on the Giants the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. I was totally going to yep.
0: yeah the, the numbers it's going to be uh, it's going to be top it's heavy good. bottom heavy and that I mean, there's not going to be any middle ground.
2: They The winner they're, of that division is where the playoffs are going to go through. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, there's one, one of them's going to win like uh, the Dodgers will win 100 Yeah, cuz the American games, the National League East is going to be the Padres will win 98 games and so is the essential. The, yeah. 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 And then the uh so I, the, I, the I Diamondbacks think, and the
2: uh, I I think whoever whoever wins that division is going to have the best t- record in in the national league certainly and maybe in baseball i think the playoffs go through california this year
0: we will uh, we will certainly see um uh, quick uh quick question for uh, for both of you um i'm just going to read through it really quick and you can agree disagree whatever it was on sny last night uh they did uh, top top x factors for both the mets and the yankees um top x factors this year uh they gave uh stroman Number three, Strowman. Number two, Pete Alonzo. Number
2: one, Edwin Diaz. Uh, thoughts? Strowman. yeah. I think Alonzo, I agree with that as well because, you know, will he really get back to what he was? Uh, I don't know enough about – I think the X factor for the Mets is the X factor for every team is that if their starting pitching mm-hmm. is anywhere close to what it could be and they can get – healthy in this starting lineup and get what's-his-name Syndergaard back in any sort of uh, shape that he was previously, right. that's the X factor. That's because the, then yeah. I think they
1: arguably have one of the top pitching staffs in baseball. Right.
0: Pete, your
1: thoughts? Well, I, look, uh, probably Pete Alonso is never going to have as good a season as he's it's already had. Two years ago, yeah, You yeah. know I mean? It's... No, but, Pete, well, but, but some are closer <laughs> to it right but i i don't think he has to you know do 53
0: home runs no he
1: 42 got support, he's gotta
2: he's got, he's got a bounce back right. he yeah. has to right. he has to become a good player and not go down the route of you know, right if he if he hits around 40
1: then i think you know he's only he's only what 25 26 years old 20 yeah 24 Four. 25 yeah, 24, 24 I 25 you know. i mean um I, I would probably have a bigger question mark about Him and Strowman. I think Strowman is he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be solid, not spectacular, and it's going to be part of a really good bullpen. Diaz is probably the biggest wild card. Uh, I I would say so. (laughs) I would say so. You know, know, I mean, who's going to what
0: Diaz is going to show up? The the halfway decent, solid one from last year. The the uh, the dumpster fire from two years ago. Or the best closer in baseball from
1: three years ago, you know? We, we yeah, as we get, I, I you think know. you'd take the the first one you mentioned. I, I, think, I think New York at has this two point of the mackiest we'll closers in in, in baseball
2: <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. They, they, they both. I have no confidence in either of them.
0: Well, that that brings me to the Yankees. Uh, the top three X factors they mentioned
2: uh, for the Yankees
0: were number three Chapman, number two Glaber Torres, and number one Garrett Cole.
1: Thoughts. I I, I I why would Garrett Cole be an X factor? Again, uh, if he he doesn't if he's not as spectacular as he was last season, my you know, my I, I, I look, a guy like that, you don't you don't say he's on the decline until he's actually on the uh, decline. Yeah, I don't think he's an X factor. I would I would say uh-huh. that the X factor wouldn't be Cole. I would
0: say the X factor would be everybody else in the starting rotation.
2: The X factor for the yeah. Yankees is who is going to step up. And, and be the number two and number three pitchers, and and have no doubt going into the postseason
1: that that's exactly where they are. The, yeah. Yan-
2: the we nobody no, just
1: Chapman on the Yankees for sure of those three guys. Right. Yeah. So, hey, but yeah, the... it's I I I agree with your theory area overall. Well, it's it's Ch- it's, Chap- it's
2: Chapman, it's Stanton, it's. Sanchez. And I'll tell you what, it's also Aaron judge judge. Yeah. The Yankees have to get something out of these players. I don't have a problem with Torres. I don't have a problem with LeMayu. I don't have a problem with I know that and Torres maybe it needs to show up a little bit more in, in the, in the, in the postseason. But the question is other than Garrett Cole, Corey Kluber, Talon, Montgomery, Garcia, Herman Severino, there are, Herman and Severino, if one of them lives up to their potential, it could be good. Montgomery, again, I mean, this is a guy who, yeah, I don't expect Chapman to be great. I I would say the bigger X factor is I want Zach Britton to bounce back and beat Chapman for the closer spot. That's what I want. I don't think the Yankees bullpen is as as anywhere near as strong as it was in years past. And their so called best bullpen in the history of baseball last year did not live up to the billing. So I think it's pitching. It's the the, name any pitcher other than Garrett Cole and the Yankees, and who knows what you're going to get? Who knows? This is true. The guys are coming back from, you know, having their arms torn off. There's guys that are 105 years old with, you know, career ending. In, they're, they've taken a lot of risks on one-year contracts with guys who you don't know. And quite honestly, they've lost they lost Tanaka, who is arguably their second-best pitcher. Or at least you kind of knew what you were going to get with them. Yeah. So I think the biggest X factor is, has to be Severino and then a Hermann after that. These are guys that they've invested a lot of time and money into, and I think they have to perform. What do you uh
0: what, I, yeah. You know what? I, I like I said, I think the I think Chapman's an X Factor. I think the whole bullpen is an X factor. Uh I don't have a problem with Torres either. Um but No, but I don't the, either. But as far as number one being Garrett Cole, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's everybody else in the rotation. Um yeah. if it can be your number one. <laughs> you can pull yeah. any of those names out, and
2: put them in the well, Cole, Cole's it's proven he could pitch in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and the Yankees are kind of in a position that the Mets often find them in and that there's a lot of things, and, and this is true to a certain extent, obviously, of every team and true of, uh, to a greater extent of some teams, but the Yankees are kind of in a position where you need a lot of things to go right. right. You know, there's a lot of, and there's always question marks with every team, but, sure. you know, it, it's, sometimes you end up... Uh, in order to have a good season, there's you have to have a lot of these things, more of them go right than, than you kind of have players that you feel pretty solid and locked in about. So sure. Sure. Uh, that's uh, a position sure. I always feel like the Mets have been in in the last, well, they're going to be good if this happens, sure. if this happens. The Jets too. If this happens and this happens and this happens and this goes right and everybody stays healthy. Right. And then you go, well, it's just not reasonable to think that all of those things are going to work out. So sure. what, what, what was – what to me – was encouraging from the
2: Yankees last year and granted it was just it was a shortened season is that they the, the second guys in line when they were hurt when these when, they, when when their so-called stars were out stepped up and proved that they're starters. And so yeah. I'm but not that's too, a very
1: Yankees kind of thing. That's a very
2: Yankee thing. So I'm totally hot on Mike Talkman. I want to see Tyler Wade in the lineup more. I I, I like Gio or Ur- or you know, I think that th- that they've got they've got depth at a lot of these a lot of these positions. Right. It's with anything it comes with the Yankees, especially over the last five, six, seven years. It comes down to that pitching staff, and when I look at the pitching staff, other than Garrett Cole, the only person that I feel like going in, I might have a inkling of confidence in is Corey Kluber, and that's saying a lot. I just don't have confidence in any of these other guys because we have enough of a history with them that they're not that lights-out player consistently that you need to win a championship. And that's why I'm disappointed that the Yankees did not know. Look, they went out and they got some players. If, If these guys are anything what they used to be, with Talon and Kluber and even Jordan Montgomery and, and Herman and Severino, then they could have a really good starting four. Sure. And, and that's what you need in, in, the, in the playoffs. And you need guys who can go five or six innings so your bullpen doesn't get shattered, especially if we're going to play anything what, like what we did last year. Last year did not the, – the, the, the way the season and the way the playoffs were done did not help the Yankees because the Yankees had too much of a traditional starting rotation that could not pitch every two days. And and so the teams last year that had the most depth and the most consistency in their overall pitching staff seemed to do well. The Braves and you know I mean they, they, they were teams well, sure. I mean, that, the, the Rays, the Braves, the Dodgers. Yeah. There were teams that just had that ability to have young arms come in and fill innings. Well, Yankees I mean, that, don't have that absolutely, and
0: that's and that and that should be a given and 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 right. and, and addressed when when it's not working. But right. yeah, well we'll 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 see what all of that. I got. Two I still other.
2: think I still think with, with what the Rays lost, I think the Yankees will win the American League East.
0: I got two other things for you on uh, baseball. Uh real quick. Uh one is a story, apparently there's a story going around that's saying uh Big Poppy is not happy with the current direction of major league baseball with all the uh, just strikeouts and home runs, strikeouts and home runs, strikeouts and home runs. And he's saying it's it's complete, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's bogus and used a lot of expletives. Let's put it that way. Uh, and what I read, whether it was doctored up or not, I don't know. But, uh, you know, and he's actually complaining that he thinks, he, he thinks it's coming from coaches actually teaching younger players, and I don't agree with that, uh, that it's all about the home run uh, ball and uh, swinging for the fences. I know when I coached years well, ago, it was not that. It was, it was you know, we, we, were, we were pissed off at anybody that was swinging for the fences. You know, put the ball in play, get on base. Well, supposedly
1: um, uh, they deadened the ball.
0: They yeah, they're changing the ball. So de- Major League de-
1: Baseball de- obviously ball. thinks that maybe there's a bit of a problem with uh, right. all or nothing. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a slugger and who made his <laughs> – Well, that, that's what makes it so ironic that this
2: he's conversation a D, is – He's you know, a DH that never – that that when he played the field was a was a joke. But he's arguably yeah, but he, the best, he, best DH of all time and arguably top two, maybe three postseason hitters of all time. And a lot of those were, were, were big hits. Yeah. Or, or was the long ball. I agree with them. I want. I want. It. Look, I. I'd much rather see a three-two pitchers duel where the game-winning run is on a you know a opposite field single, and the guys. You know, it's a close play at the plate when the when the left fielder throws it home. You know, I, I'd much rather see that. Right. I think the best teams. And look, if you look at a team like the like the the Dodgers, did hit a lot of home runs, and there was a lot of postseason home runs, and there was a lot of strikeouts. I, I just think that there's a lot of younger players in the game. There's not as much play, – players don't stick around as long. And I do think a little bit of the fundamentals are lost. And I do hope the ball is deader. Because what you're also seeing, which is the opposite side of what Big what Big Poppy's saying, is that you're seeing a lot of really good pitchers give up a lot of home runs. Sure. And that – you never saw that before. Sure. So back in the day with the – with, with uh, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds, and the ball was flying out of the park. You didn't see the top pitchers, you know, with an ERA under three. But no, those were the ones that but, they weren't hitting home but runs. But 70% like. of their earned runs are on the long ball. Right. You just didn't see that. And so yeah. that tells me that there's something to, you know, you. I really do feel if you get any part of the bat on the ball these days, you have a chance of hitting home run. I mean yeah. – how many home runs did Brett Gardner hit last
3: year? I mean
2: that's point enough. Right. And so I do hope they dead in the ball and, and and it goes in waves and people yeah. love look we're, we're we're probably more traditionalists than a lot of other people. People people don't even father t- follow teams anymore. They just want to see the ball fly out of the park. That's all. And I'd rather oh, yeah, see
1: look, it, it's the same thing with football. You got the fantasy okay. Right. right, You got a guy on your fantasy team, and right. you know right. he's not also on your favorite team. You want to, you want to see him do well. And, and what's
2: more, what's more exciting than a team playing with a one-game playoff that you know hits seven home runs right. and right. you know and I, wins
1: seven to six? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> that, that's what a lot of people want to see. I don't. Because I, I want to see small ball. I want to see it diminishes the regular season. I want to see a single, a single, a double,
0: a single. Right. You know, I I, I know.
2: also want to see a, a time where pitchers can dominate and really go eight innings again or nine innings. The proverbial pitcher's duel. You know, right. I mean, that's right. what you want to see.
0: see. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to say too is we just got a report in, too, from Denver uh, came in because obviously we were talking bitching about the uh, the Rockies. Um, it it came. They're, they're cleaning house, obviously, and we figured out why. Uh, they hired a new GM right here. Yes, <laughs> hey, uh, Marie Kondo. Is uh, let GM. me tell. She's let let, let not, me tell Nolan you, Aaron, Nolan Arenado did not bring her joy. Yeah,
2: and uh, I, I bet Nolan Adorado, Arenado brung, brought more joy to Marie Kondo <laughs> than it did to the Manfords. Yeah, uh, it, it. Other other than the Nuggets, Denver is uh, traditionally. Uh, you know, this is this is. You know, there's there's two franchises right now that are just not looking great, and that's the Broncos and the and the Rockies. And if I had to pick one of them to turn it around, I think you know which one it's going to be. The, yeah. the Rockies are just they're 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 a stepchild in this town, and the ownership people will go see Rockies games no matter what, yeah. and so uh, the demand to put a winner on the field is just not there. And I I really don't think this is really a baseball town. It's a sports town, but it's a football town. And maybe, you know, the Rockies and Nuggets, depending on where they're at and how they're playing, are always second rands.
1: Um, Would you say that hockey is bigger than baseball? No. Well, no. It, again, it varies. When the, Avalanche, when the Avalanche were at their height,
2: when they first came to Denver and Patrick Waugh was a goalie and they had the great rivalry with the Red Wings, hockey spiked here. I think it was also because there was a lot at the time, there's a lot of people moving from other parts of the country where hockey was bigger. The avalanche Mm -hmm. are a big draw here. Don't get me wrong. But baseball in downtown Denver in the summer is a big thing. And there's, a, I think that the baseball IQ of this town has gone up considerably over the last 15, 20 years that the Rockies, you know, the Rockies have been around now for what, 30 years, Uh, 20 28 years I think yeah because they they, their first they basically came here when I did Yeah. yeah so um in fact I remember when they played at Mile High Stadium but it's it's a little this is a football town number one and I think it really varies the nuggets are usually not necessarily that's changed a little bit with the with with the population growth here in Denver I think basketball is a little bit more more popular but and the nuggets were exciting last year but uh it's it there's always a hard ticket and but it's disappointing that the rockies are letting it's it's the same story i mean it's just sad that that these that these that the players are, are leave here and uh you know i think we're starting to see a little bit in baseball what's happening in the nba and that And probably will start to happen in the NFL in in that there's going to be five, six, seven power teams and the rest of the rest of the the league is a farm system for for disgruntled players who want to go somewhere else. Right.
0: I think you're uh, I think you're close to. um, I hope that I hope the Rockies do
2: keep Trevor Story. I mean, I I really do, because he he's also much like Arenado, much like DJ and Lemayo, a great talent. I hope they do keep him and are able to maybe build something around him because he's fairly young. Right. But the I Mets should go after him. But I do think that he will be playing somewhere else. Yeah, the Mets the Mets are going to have two shortstops. Two
0: shortstops. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you maybe, take this one. I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. Put maybe maybe on, maybe Lindor
2: can go to second base. Put him at third. Put him at third. Do a do I think do either an, of them can a- probably move play third. third. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, if he he he's that good, and much like Arenado, I don't think a lot of people know about him because they play in Denver. They just don't get the national attention that a lot of other people do. I mean, how many people knew DJ LeMahieu before he came to the Yankees? Even when he came to the Yankees, he wasn't he wasn't the story of that offseason because it was another shortstop from the Rockies that the Yankees signed. That was playing for the Blue Jays before that, if you remember correctly, that was the big offseason story is that Troy Chilowinski is a Yankee. Of course, that fizzled out as we expected. But LeMay, LeMay, who the, the Rockies have, have a long history of producing some really good baseball players. They just don't stick around. Right.
0: You're right. Um. Uh, one. One more note on Denver. I'll just ask you. We you, obviously
2: we would we would say
0: that. Uh, you know, based on what Pete was asking you before, we would say that the uh, football Broncos are probably the, obviously the number one team. Sure,
2: that's all uh, they talk about. Number,
0: yeah, that's right. Um. And uh.
2: Are, so are you putting are you putting hockey last? No, I, I think I think the Nuggets and the Avalanche are are, are neck and neck, uh, and and, I, and right I'm now fair and fair. right and right now probably ahead of the Rockies.
0: Ahead of the Rockies. So you would right now you'd be putting. Football first and then basketball hockey and Man. then baseball at the bottom. Right I would now. say so right
2: now, yeah. Right now, yeah. Ooh. Basket hockey. Basket hockey. Yeah. Hockey ball. <laughs> Look, I mean I, I, I watched the Nuggets last night, too. I watched almost all the game. I missed a little bit of the third quarter. And of course they had a big win and then against the Lakers and they 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 go and I think they lost again tonight. Um, they go on a road trip and they lose. The Nuggets are another team that be, watch out. Nikola Jokic is getting national talk. Cornbread, Cornbread, yes. Cornbread Maxwell last night on the Celtics broadcast said that he reminds him of a seven-foot Larry Bird. He did. I think he would know. He he has to be in the MVP conversation. Has to be. He has to be, and, he's, and he won't be. But... Imagine Jokic on the Golden State Warriors. Right.
1: That's all I'm gonna say. You and know think, what? He he would have more success. If, I think if he changed his name. Yes, because a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it. They don't know if it's Jokic or Jokic or who cares? I call him the Big White Stiff. But you know what?
2: If he changed his name to like Smith, he he's He'd he's MVP. <laughs> he would get my vote for MVP right now. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. Based on uh, our talk of the avalanche, let's just throw a couple of uh, seconds of NHL in there. Um, Rangers are uh, they they played the Devils uh, last night and they uh, they were they were tied at two going into the you know starting the third period and they lost five to two. The Devils scored uh, three in a row. They inter- they interviewed uh, because of Manajad afterwards and he says they got to find a way to get it done. I've got to find a way to tip the scale to their favor. It's not that they're not playing hard. And uh, Chris Kreider said the same thing. He says it's unacceptable. Um, they it th- thing got things got away from them, and uh, you know they're doing they're they were they got away from what they were doing well. They got to get back to that. Devils just outskated them, and they wanted it more. It was just ridiculous last night. But on that note, the Islanders. Um, Amaders are
2: on a little bit of a, of a hot streak.
0: Yeah, they are. They two games in a row back to back with the Sabres. They they uh, well, they've won three in a row now. They won yeah, yeah but back to back with the Sabres the mm-hmm. Monday and Monday and Tuesday they well, it uh, helps
2: it helps playing the Sabres. But.
0: Sure. Well they went three to one on Monday night and then they shot him out three nothing, so uh so that's uh assisting their role right there. But um hey. Uh, you know what the uh your avalanche are uh,
2: avalanche are right there and they're they're in a tough division and they just they're in a tough division and they beat Vegas last night and uh, they
0: beat Vegas last night and they're third behind Vegas in the Blues uh right yeah so in the West that's a tough division excuse me the Honda West that's a tough division yeah the Honda West the
2: the Mass Mutual East Jesus Christ (laughs) talk about something more annoying than than. (laughs) Whether or not we should have a designated hitter, I want, I hitter. want
0: to see them. To, I want to see them redo the logo and make room on the sweaters. The well, I was going to say just wait for wait Honda get... cars, like an Accord, like on their jerseys. And... Yeah,
1: just wait till they get advertising on the uniform. Yeah, exactly.
2: Look, I, I am the first to admit that out of all sports, I know the least about hockey, especially with what's going on right now. However, I will say this: I am totally rooting for the Maple Leafs. And the and the Canadians to to somehow you know they're in the same division obviously but mm-hmm. they're both off to a good start and you got to kind of love that yeah. you know I mean Toronto is the Chicago Cubs of, of hockey I mean when, <laughs> when was the last time they won a won, won a championship uh,
0: 1746 was yes <laughs> exactly
2: I mean there are there are in in the largest city in the country where this sport is from they have not won a championship since i don't know when and mm-hmm. I, I just think it would be great if if they could if they could do it this year
0: there you go um i mean they're they're definitely off to a good start they uh they have the best uh record right now in hockey uh and the most points uh 24 points they got so they're uh if this is you know if this is uh, signs and in- indication of how the rest of the year is going to go i mean this could be the maple leafs year so we shall see uh, well, we'll we'll get more and more into hockey as more things develop in that, but that's that's pretty much the state of it right there. So, um,
2: 1967 was yeah, the last time they won.
0: I was going to say in the 60s,
2: yeah. and they have 13 Stanley Cups, but 67, 13
1: 67, Stanley Cups, 67. and they
0: haven't won in 54
1: years. Yeah, so <laughs> come they on. were entering. Um, uh, what, what what was the Rangers drought? so 1940, uh, for, uh, 1940 to 1992 52 years. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So so it's longer. So they're due. Yeah. Mhm. They are due. They're due. Oh well. All right, well With we saw uh, No, I'm sorry. Did I say 92? 1940
0: to 1994, so 54. 1994. Okay, okay. So this so it's so 50 there you 54 go, years. 50 so four years. This is it right now. There there are 50 they can they can uh they can pull a, a New York Rangers and uh and without uh, Mark Messier. Without Mark Messier and Andy Richter uh and get it done on uh, adam graves but uh hey <laughs> we'll uh we'll see how that pans out we'll keep an eye on it and we'll fill you in on that but gordy how's gonna come back gordy how come back and uh and how and the gamper yeah steve Howe's gonna come back and
2: uh steve Howe's gonna play, play. guitar he's gonna
0: play guitar for the maple Leafs. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
2: and uh <laughs> strange prog arpeggios Absolutely. Help, help them win face-offs uh, either that or steve how the pitcher he's going to come back one steve the,
0: Howell, yeah <laughs> it's one. one of them one of the steve Hows. i'm not going to tell you which but nah. maybe but maybe
1: they could probably get both of
0: them <laughs> they could probably get both of them for song right now no pun intended i think but. they both look like hockey sticks <laughs> these days <laughs> goalie pads yeah we will see so all right well that should uh, wrap the show up for today. We want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-O-M.com. And please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logroom. Room. Remember, we go live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 730. For those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you will never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a great rest of the week. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch your sports. Uh, Come back on next week and comment into us and uh, tell us if you agree with us or you think we're full of shit. One or the other, just let us know, and we uh, we will talk to you then, guys. Take care. Cheers.
3: Face. will be look at the little She's talking to the pro again. And a in a jumpsuit throws her a grapefruit By